Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers fighting monsters, and also, oh, I forgot the tightly colored part, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, it absolutely matters. I demand no, you restart. It doesn't matter. Well, first of all, I will. Yeah, let's, let's rewind it. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Teenagers with Holy Attitude. Crap, I can't believe you did it. Or a bunch of t- uh, adults with... Nope, see, I forgot it because you interrupted me. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hi, I'm Mike, and I I can apparently control time. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got the time, Jim. Uh, we've got Lexi. Yeah, I've got the gem of fucking up intros and outros. Yeah, that, you know... A weirdly specific jam. I don't know why you'd want that one. (laughs) Because it's her favorite thing, for whatever reason. Um, Eventually, if you keep doing it, it will lose its power, though. I will tell you You that. You see, you'd you'd think (laughs) that, but history has yet to back that up. That's fair. And also, uh, joining us for the first time, we have our new friend, Cassidy. Pew, 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 pew. I'm so, doing a weird motion with my arms. Yes, I I gotcha. So so Cassidy, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, it's great to be here. We, I'm I'm glad to have you on. Obviously, uh, you you and Frankie have just joined the network with your Leverage Rewatch podcast, How to Seal a Podcast. Yep. Did I get the name right? Yes, that's right. Okay, good. I, I oh, didn't want to screw it. Wait, up. wait. Did you say How to Steal a Podcast? Is it not that? No, it's not that. It's Let's Steal a Podcast. Damn it! Damn it! Let's Steal a Podcast is going to be the follow-up book that we publish. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, So, in any case, I'm excited to have you on. Um, Obviously, we've had Frankie on before, but, like, you know, it's it's a rite of passage to go through this stupid bullshit when you join our network. Uh, But uh, I wanted to ask you, um, before we talk about talking about things, because... Unlike normally, there's like actually something to talk about this this time. Uh, what is your history with the Power Rangers franchise? My history with the Power Rangers franchise is 
pretty different to what a lot of people I've heard on the show say. My first exposure was really with the merchandise. Oh, okay, cool. So, like, so you saw maybe the toys before you've ever seen the show? Well, not exactly. People bought them for me. People. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, when I was, like, below the age of 10, I had a Mighty Morphin Black Ranger costume. Okay. But uh, having having never seen the show, someone was just like, here you go. <laughs> like, yep. Okay. Okay. And then I got, was given, I didn't get it, I was given a, some sort of Red Ranger toy, which okay. I only recently discovered was the Red Space Ranger. Oh, nice. Okay. That's- and he had a drill sword and... Yeah, he does have one of those. So, like, what did you make of this when you were a kid? And, like, were you aware of it and just hadn't watched it? Or were were you, like, completely baffled? Like... I was vaguely aware of it, but... Okay. It was just another costume and toy. Yeah, it, it may as well have... It, like, someone just, you know, bought you, I don't know, like... You never played a video game and someone was like, here's a Mario costume. And you're like, cool, I guess. Like, why? But Yeah, it was basically that. So, so have you, um, in that interim then, have you actually seen much of Power Rangers or, or did, did it pretty much end with this or, or not end, but were you pretty much only aware of it because of this weird, like, well, I guess I just might as well learn what the hell this thing is. Like, well, not exactly. Around 2004, I started okay. catching episodes of SPD. Okay. And that was good, and I liked it, and I watched it, and I rented some from the video store, and yeah. That's I- great. I I love, I really like hearing from people who... uh who grew, who like became fans of the franchise as a whole, or at least like aware of it from, from seasons other than the original, because I feel like that's probably the, the preponderance of fans, uh, other than kids, uh, obviously who well, are watching so, the current season. Zach, that- I think that's a bit of a fall- fallacy. Um, just because like, you're looking at that from the perspective of your generation. Like that's fair. That's a, there's that's a, a good wide point. gap between kids People who were kids when we were kids and people who were kids at some point in between. That's fair. That's a good point. You're right. I'm, I I shouldn't assume. But it's like Pokemon- how it's like how everyone's got their first Pokemon game and it's a different one every right. couple of years. Or their first Mario Kart, which I recent I've I feel like I fairly recently have been told that Mario Kart sixty four is the worst one and that's oh, my it's favorite. It's a terrible what? game. <laughs> so like that's easily my would- favorite. So I don't know. That's my first one, though. So I don't know what to tell you. But um, I I, f- I feel like that's a big part of it. I I think the thing is, through sheer through the sheer number of uh, Mario Kart games that have come since '64, more and more people have their first one that isn't '64. And listen, they're they're good games, but they're also of their time. Both the original <laughs> Mario Kart and Mario Kart '64 are kind of hard to go back to if you're not yeah, used to them. That's for sure. I never played uh, the original when it came out, and I can't. 
I just can't. It's yeah, no, much. I like, I don't I cannot fathom how how people played that game. It's impossible to me. But but in any yeah. case, I, I, mean, I will I say like, my first Mario Kart and the actual best Mario Kart is Double Dash, and that's just objective du- fact. Double Dash, Double is, Dash is very good. Yeah. But but so so sorry to go back to Cassidy instead of talking about Mario Kart. Um, I just really like hearing from people who who came in at and especially like because SPD is not even. I know a fair number of people who've been on this show who were like, yeah, I came in on like Zeo or in space or turbo, but that's still all like the original arc, basically that first mm. like six seasons. So to hear you come in on SPD, which is like, has nothing really to do with the, the, the Zordon stuff, basically. Um, that's cool. What, so, so was it like, so you knew you'd seen the costumes because you had the toys yeah. from, from when you were a kid. And you were like, I assume you were like, okay, well, this is similar, but did you, like, what did you make of, like, were you able to make the connection in terms of, like, uh, I mean, obviously it says Power Rangers on it, but how did you, like, what did you make of that, the the, the connection between those two things, I guess? Well, I I was aware they were connected, like, vaguely, but okay. I was deeply, deeply embarrassed about liking Power Rangers. That's fair. I think I think we can. Some of us can relate to that. Sure. Yeah. And what, um, so good. Sorry. Yeah. So after that, I watched Mystic Force. I actually really liked that. Yeah. I think I feel like Mystic Force gets more crap than it deserves. It's not a bad season for sure. And that's basically all because of the main protagonist. He's notably basically the worst. Yeah, well, he's not the main character. That's the only thing is that, like, I feel like the adults in that show are sort of what it's actually centered around, which is weird. A for weird Power choice Rangers. for a kids show, yeah. Because like his is is his name Xander the Red Ranger? No, Xander's the Green. Uh, green is Nick. Nick, sorry, and his, but his parents are like what the show is sort of about, basically, which is kind of weird. Basically. But it's not a bad show. Yeah, although, speaking of his parents, Korag is literally the coolest character ever. Oh, like, yeah. Like, in terms of Korag design is, and stuff. Korag is, he's not a ranger, technically, but he is, if he was, he would be the first purple ranger. So, first of all, purple's the, the bombist. And also, he's got a shield and sword, and he's like a knight, and he's purple. He's fucking awesome. Like, I kicks ass. <laughs> like, yeah, no question. He's a wolf knight that transforms into a centaur. Yeah, there is, hell yes. That is like three layers of cool right there. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, that's a lot going on for one day. Also, I will also say Mystic Force has the weirdest, one of the weirdest episodes of the whole series, because it has that Halloween episode where the girl who's way into DJing, like, becomes a vampire because of reasons. Yep. Or Small me definitely didn't get lots out of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Zach. That sounds great. It's a weird fucking episode. It's um, very good, but, actually. Yeah, I like it too. But but also, I the first time I saw it was my wife bought me like there was there's a DVD that it's just like Halloween episodes of Power Rangers, but it doesn't like care. <laughs> it doesn't care what season or anything. So it's like six episodes. 
from across the franchise and you have no context for anything that's happening. It's just like this happens to be the Halloween episode. If it it wasn't a licensing nightmare, I'd love to expand that concept to just TV shows with Halloween episodes. Just (laughs) random smattering of shit. So you went from the pumpkin wrapper to a girl getting brainwashed and turned into a vampire? That is, in fact, exactly what happens on the oh, DVD. Oh, so the two That's- highest points in the Power Rangers <laughs> franchise. Gotcha. Yeah, pretty much. So, so cool. I'm well. I'm excited. So, were those your? Are those your two favorites, or are there? Did you continue watching after that? Uh, I tried. I wasn't a big fan of the ending for Mystic Force. It was basically just the ending of Peter Pan with the "I do believe in magic." Sure. Yes. And I know that harkens back to what they did earlier in the series with belief, but it just felt like they were trying to bring Tinkerbell back to life. It's it's kind of a... Like, Power Rangers definitely has as a theme, believe in yourself, believe in magic, believe in your friends, like, whatever. Belief is a big thing in Power Rangers. Um, but I could totally see that, depending on, like, what age you come to it, seeming kind of lame like i get that for sure uh what was the season after mystic force operation overdrive okay so that's probably why you stopped watching (laughs) yeah i just couldn't get into it and the theme was so bad the theme is the worst theme they've ever had and also the season is the worst season they've ever had so i am not surprised that this happened that's probably debatable if it was the worst season it's it, yes, there are other very bad ones. It's okay, definitely, where, does it, where does it fall on the Simon list? Simon had it last. I definitely okay. remember that. Um, it's got one or two cool parts, but like, yeah, it's not a good season. So, uh, so fair enough. So, have you? Did you then like go back and watch other stuff, or did you kind of take a long break for a while? Or yeah, I went off it for a long time. I tried to get back in at Samurai. Because I quite like the villain designs, like Decker and... um, There's some cool the, fucking villain the, designs the, in Samurai. The guy who was always sick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't remember the names, but but um, the octopus guy is really cool looking. There's some really cool villain designs in uh, in Samurai. So, But it's not a great show, as we've talked about previously, for different reasons. So I, yeah. I, I understand. So, so I will say, I will ask you then, because... You asked for this episode, so I'm curious why specifically you wanted to do uh, a different shade of pink part three. Well, that's interesting, because this was originally broadcast the day before I was born. Oh, okay. And if you take account of how time zones work, it would have been... The day after in Australia, when okay. I was born. So, and she is the first Australian Ranger. So there you go. Oh, I hadn't that- thought of that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So, I- so due to the transitive property, that makes Cassidy the first Australian Pink Ranger. <laughs> yeah, that's so, somehow. That's how it yes. works. Well, cool. Well, we'll talk about that when we when we get to the episode. I, my favorite um, math fact is the transitive property means whatever you want it to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm. Uh, so, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, Thank and you. And let's uh, let's talk a little bit about 
uh, things. That's right. So, uh, so I, def- I mean, I've got I've got some things I could talk about. Um, I, I downloaded a beta version <laughs> of uh, uh, DaVinci Resolve today, which I was hoping would fix some you know long-standing problems I've been having, but. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's a beta, and it kept crashing on me. So it kind of, kind of didn't did the opposite of helping me. Is this just? Is you just want to delay this, huh? As long as possible. Well, I mean, I have a I have a thing I want to talk about. Someone finally found a, a ROM dump of an unreleased SNES game called Socks the Cat. Uh, rocks the house. Fucking, oh, are we really gonna talk about the Bill Clinton cat yeah, game? Yes, someone made Mike, a video Mike, game we about this? Bill Clinton, president, former president Bill Clinton's cat. In a shitty platformer fighting other former presidents and political figures yeah, at the time. Twitch.tv slash video entropy. Stay tuned for our full LP coming soon. Can, can I tell you something? I looked. You I find saw a tumbling Gerald Ford and then fucking George Bush the first throws broccoli at you. It's weird. Can I tell you something? I saw some stuff about that on Twitter. It's a nice looking game. I'll I'll give it that. It's got some. It's got a good art style. But yeah, it's fucking bizarre. Okay, we talked about socks. The cat rocks the hill. Let's move on because that's that's insane. We I don't know what your objection to our our contributions is, Zach. It's specifically talking about things, and these are things. (laughs) I I refuse to go back to more fact news. It's a bad name. I don't want to. We're gonna talk. It's more fact news. Immol now. It's it's Uh, it's an animal. Okay, listen. Can we just talk about the fact that Hasbro bought Power Rangers from Haim Saban, please? Okay. Yes, I, I don't Bro really know why you, why you why why you want to, but sure. So okay, we we if you've been listening to our feed, we, uh, our friend Greg did a, a quick um, news update about this because, in terms of news about Power Rangers, it's maybe the most important thing that's happened since we started doing this show. Um, this is uh so Power Rangers has changed hands uh three times, I guess, since its inception. It was owned by Saban, it was bought by Disney, Saban bought it back from Disney, and now Hasbro has purchased it from Saban. So the uh the details, if you Google I mean, if you Google this, uh this is pretty big news, even like not amongst Power Rangers people, because while Hasbro bought Power Rangers and uh, and a couple other uh, things like entertainment properties that Saban owned, um, like uh, Pretty Cure, the the American version of, or the the dub version of Pretty Cure, and and was, like was it called like Sparkle Force? Sparkle Force, which oh, I've actually no. watched some of, and it's not that bad. It's it's pretty fun. Um, he they bought that from uh, Saban for five hundred and twenty two million dollars. Which I love Power Rangers. Like I've I've dedicated at this point hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of hours of my life to Power Rangers. That's a lot of money, y'all. I don't know it's worth that much to be completely honest. I mean like, noteworthy were this nope. is the world of multimedia like properties, Zach. It's yeah, I mean, well, so so one of the things that's interesting about well, this I, is... I, I do want to point out that, like, not only is that a lot of money, it's more than Saban paid Disney to get Power Rangers back. Oh, yes, it, uh, so lots more. Didn't he buy, it's I like believe, five times as much? Yeah, he b- bought it back for around $100 million. So he certainly made money on that, which... I mean, okay, but before we talk about what this might mean for the franchise, 
I'm glad Haim Saban doesn't own it anymore. Like that guy sucks. Full full stop. Uh, we've talked around it a little bit and sometimes directly at it, but like Haim Saban never really seemed to care about it too much other than as a thing that he could use to make as much money as possible. Um, and you know, it's a business, I get it, but like Hasbro tends to treat its properties pretty well. Obviously the reason is to make as much money off of them as possible again, but they, they tend to try to, in their narrative aspect of it, treat it pretty well. Their toys are usually pretty good quality. So, like, I'm not crying about uh, the original, uh, you know, owner not having it anymore. We'll put it that way. Yeah, this isn't a situation where it's like, oh, no, they're going to tarnish the creator's original vision or anything. Right. That doesn't seem like... We've spent years talking about that original vision. It's not something that really you worry about tarnishing. Yeah. The only... The, the question for this stuff is... so. So yeah, so Hasbro- a lot of what's up in the air as far as like where we're at is stuff that's like stuff on the fringes, stuff that's ancillary. What does this mean for all the episodes still being on Netflix? What does this mean for the Boom comics? It's all the deals they have in for, place. Yeah, like that's what does this qu- mean for the potential season two of of uh, Hyperforce? Hyperforce? What does it mean for their Netflix TV deal? Or not? Sorry, yeah. ne- not Netflix. Uh, their um, the Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon TV. Yeah, deal. what does this mean for the Nickelodeon? And, like, for the time being, uh, Haim Saban is staying on in an advisory role, presumably because, like, they're still in the middle of producing a season. Um, and I, I have to assume that, like, once... Basically, once Beast Morphers is out the door, he's gone, too. Right. I have to assume. Yeah, so, I can't imagine he actually wants to still be involved with this if he's selling the whole shebang. If he's selling this thing... And, and again, um, so Saban owns some stuff like uh like the onion he owns Wait, uh, really yeah saban owns the onion i know right he owns a couple other things what? that are like not television properties those was actually uh i did, I did want to point out the, the thing with the onion was actually a semi-recent purchase yes that's fairly I say new. it was within the last uh it, it was I, I shoot was it within the last six months or so that oh, no right. it was before that because i remember that that information coming up when the elections were happening. Yes, yes, you're right. It, it's been like a year and a half-ish, at least, or maybe two. I could have sworn it happened after the election. I uh, don't think so. No, because Saban was being talked about because of his connections with Clinton, and like uh, it was a whole thing. And, yeah. Uh, in, in any case, he has retained that stuff, but it sounds like he sold off everything that's a television show, essentially. Which, like, they had a couple sh- TV shows for very small children, um obviously then Power Rangers and uh and my my little or, TV sorry shows no. for very small children is one of my favorite web comics. <laughs> um and then uh the pretty But obviously stuff. they they'd still been doing like like Heim Saban had still been doing his whole like finding weird shit from Japan and licensing it thing right. that he had, that he's been doing for decades. Right. So so that that's so yeah, he he has sold all this stuff uh, to Hasbro for five hundred twenty-two million, and I mean, in in terms of the the custodian of the company that now owns it, I mean, other than the Michael Bay Transformers movies, 
Transformers has been handled pretty well in in comics, in in all the cartoons have been. I would say it's probably been handled better in comics lately than anywhere else in like the history of the franchise. Yeah, the comics are very good. The TV shows, the cartoons are are quite good. So also say this. um, While I will argue to the ends of the earth, and listen, I'm I'm not I'm not one of the defenders of the Power Rangers movie. I think it's a better movie than any of the Transformers movies, but oh, definitely the Transformers yeah. movies have been successful financially, right? Yeah. So obviously. at least in terms of pure cold calculated business, like right. I, I think, it, it, and actually that's something folks are talking about is that like again, sort of the stuff on the fringes. What does this mean for like? Because up until this point, it's been basically a given. Like unless you're specifically our buddy Fletcher, you're basically aware that like. A Power Rangers movie sequel wasn't happening. We love like you, if you were anyone in the world except him specifically, you knew for one hundred percent fact that that sequel wasn't. I happening. think now deep that down in his it, soul, he's aware. But yes, I got gotcha. you. Listen, and, and I'm, and listen, I'm, sorry, listen, I'm sorry listen. to put him on blast, but like my dude. But however, however, I, he may be rewarded for keeping the faith because now that Hasbro has the rights, they might want to get a movie going. They yeah, might reboot the reboot it, for sure. Listen, um, I will have my um Tommy Tommy with an I Oliver. Listen. Yeah, if they did that, happen. I would forgive everything. Please. That's true. That I forgot that there was that big rumor where they were going to make Tommy a, a a girl in the second in the second movie. So, I would still take it if they didn't want to reboot it and just wanted to keep going but with a different director and different vision, like g- do it. Go for it. I, I'm, I'm I guess that's the thing. I, I think on some level we would want it to just be a sequel, like like personally, just because there were some interesting interpretations of the characters in there. Yeah, and also, none of the actors were bad. Like the people yeah, they got yeah, to the play the Rangers. Yeah, were fine. I would. My question like, is, I didn't like that movie, but I would be disappointed if the people who made their mark on that on that like didn't get a chance to come back because they all put in good work. Yeah, and pl- presumably they're still under contract and like and things like that. So, so I guess it's kind of a weird experiment. Like, if you're Hasbro, which do you do? Because like making a sequel seems easier, and you could probably do it more cheaply because like you still you have all the stuff. I think you. But also, yeah, if you do a full, are, are but if you do a full reboot, you have maybe more of a chance to get people who didn't like the last one to come back. Are we I think playing you get, armchair Hasbro now? Yeah, like, I, I, mean, I yeah, think you get you're Hasbro, writers. What do you do? I'm immediately get- relaunching the Beast Wars line of Transformers <laughs> toys. Sure. I mean, listen, listen, listen. I mean, if if I if I'm Hasbro, the crossovers start happening immediately. Rita Repulsa's hanging out with Megatron. Hell yeah! Pinkie Pie's driving the Dragon Zord. It's oh amazing. man, I want Goldar and Starscream fucking bickering so, in the back. So let's talk about this briefly. the The thing about this that's kind of weirder is we've talked about this on the show. Hasbro had already bought the toy licensing, so they were already going to be making the toys. This and well, at the that time, was it, in retrospect, clearly the prelude to this, right? And at that moment, they said, "We want to make uh, role playing games. We want to make, um, you know, th- a bunch of different things that fit into like, um, you know, like Wizards of the Coast, which Hasbro owns." A lot of their different sub brands. Well, now they own, you know, now they own the whole thing. And I mean, it's hard to imagine there is never a Transformers crossover in a comic. In like 
It's a bunch of big robots. We're going to get toys that are the Zords and they change into the Rangers. Right. We are going to get a Ranger class for D&D 5e. Mark my words. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, The other thing that, like, for me. Here's what I want. Can I I throw this out there? And I, I, I may have mentioned this elsewhere on the internet. My secret hope. Is that they 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 do a a, a boom comic style reboot of Mighty Morphin as an animated series because I was just about to say that studios. yeah so they yeah. don't they yeah, don't have a live action studio one would assume there's no fucking way they're just going to be like this is just cartoons now like clearly they will start one well yeah I'm and, saying and they could like also it. do it because this but yeah this would allow them because like here's the thing. And admittedly, this has been something Saban's been doing, but I'd, I'd imagine Hasbro also probably feels this way. They so badly want to bring Mighty Morphin back. They right. want it so, so bad. It's the one everyone remembers. And that's a way to do it, you is just, just yeah, make it, it a cartoon. A cartoon. It, yep. it works, and it also keeps it very clearly distinct as a show from whatever else you got going on in the current live-action show. Right, yeah, yeah it doesn't you, It doesn't distract from the brand. It, it's an enhancement making, if it's a different like style, right? Yeah. Yeah, you keep making a live action version and that'd be great. I'd be psyched for that. I'll also say for me personally, um, I mean, I super please make an official, uh, source book so I can play pen and paper Power Rangers, but also make me some Power Rangers Magic the Gathering cards. They've made promo, uh, Optimus Prime before as a magic card. Give me a Reader Repulsa as a planeswalker, please. I will take that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so like, I'm optimistic. You know, I just realized like how big, big of like fucking suckers we sound like right now. Just oh, no, no, no. Like, oh boy, a giant corporation bought this property. Like, listen, please, please I'm, let me give you tons of money. Y- y- yeah. yeah we, like, I just, it just hit me how much we sound like those, those folks were really excited about Disney buying Fox. Cause like Spider-Man could be in, in the fucking, Marvel movies now, in spite of the fact that this means a single corporation owns like half the media. Here's in the America. thing that helped that prevents me from being as upset about that about this as I am about stuff like that. Um, toys as a whole are suffering pretty hard, so toys consolidating in this way to try to stay afloat makes some amount of sense. Um, in addition. there's just the fact that Hasbro has treated its stuff pretty well. Like as we talked about earlier, Um, again, except for the, the Transformers movies, which we don't like very much, but the big dangling hanging caveat to that is the same one that always applies to all corporations ever is they've been good so far and they will continue to be good up until the point they no longer need to. Right. Correct. Absolutely. That's true. Uh, The other thing is fuck Haim Saban. Like, I'm not gonna ever be sad that he is now not attached to this. I mean, so, if we're gonna talk Lesters of Two Evils, this is probably it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know that much. Maybe Hasbro doesn't treat its employees super well, but I know it treats its properties fairly well up till this point, and I'm willing to see what they want to do with it. And also, in, as in any case where like some a big change happens. Like this, like the last four or five seasons of Power Rangers. Well, that's not true. I like Dino Charge, but the the Neo Saban era of Power Rangers, except for Dino Charge, has been bad. So, like, I'm not going to be upset that someone else is taking over. Maybe they'll do something more interesting. Who knows? And um, but hey, um, potentially, I- I'm sorry I have to bring this up, but potentially now we could have a. Neo Neo Saban era. 
<laughs> you just want you just think it would be fun to say that if he rebuys so, it. A, well, here's a third here's time. the thing. I'm I'm sensing that this is just the um life cycle of the Power Rangers franchise. Is it it goes to Saban, Daddy Saban. Stuff gets like um you know they they kind of run never call ground. him Daddy Saban again. <laughs> yeah, please please don't call him Daddy Saban. Um, then it, it gets it gets sent off somewhere to uh, be like revitalized and changed around and stuff. Then it go then it goes back home. Then uh, then it goes goes off again and then it comes back home. So yeah, it'll go to Saban. Then it'll bounce to fuck. I don't know. Netflix will buy it straight up. That, I'd be Here's okay a question. with that. <laughs> also, think Hasbro has a it, three point nine star rating on Glassdoor for whatever that's worth. What is? I'm sorry. What is Glassdoor? What? It's a website for people to like rate the working conditions of companies and like their their like is oh, okay. Is that out of, out of five? Yeah, that's okay. not bad. Well, there you go. Right. So not that bad. Okay, uh, I was gonna say, do you think with Hasbro, do you think perhaps for the first time in its twenty five plus year history, do you think Power Rangers will have a budget now? No, no, I think it'll stay about the same. What I will say is, uh. Here's the thing I think might change. They get an extra shoestring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would guess, and this is a wild ass guess, this is a wag. Um, I I would guess that they might be willing to fork fork over more money for special events than uh than Saban might have. Because Hasbro has definitely always been good about promoting, like, this crazy thing is happening in the comics. This crazy thing is about to happen with, with Megatron or, you know, whoever. Do you so, think we'll get uh, Lord Dracon teaming up with Megatron? That, well, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But what I, but in that vein, I think they would be maybe more willing to do cool stuff for, like, anniversaries uh, than Saban is. Because, they seem to be good at selling. This is a crazy thing that's happening. Versus um, versus Haim Saban, who I'm pretty sure gets angry when somebody buys a cake for something. <laughs> and this is the last thing I'll say because we've got to move on and talk about the episode. Um, the thing I'm most worried about is because because uh, Transformer stuff is all done through IDW Comics. Which IDW Comics is uh, totally fine. They have a really good uh, Ninja Turtles comic. They have other very good stuff. But the current Power Rangers comic is done through Boom, obviously. And if they decided they wanted to pull that license, I don't know really if, like, I don't know if IDW could just hire Kyle Higgins and be like, fuck it. Like, let's just keep doing it. But I mean, here, almost certainly, yes. Yeah, I, I just don't know how that would disrupt what they've got going on, so which the, is, is part of the question is good. probably what the specific terms of the contract that's currently with sure. Boom is, because them getting sold doesn't necessarily invalidate existing contracts for stuff right. like that. That's the thing I would be most worried about. Um, I mean, there's a, there's like the Hyperforce stuff we talked about, but but this is the one where they have like a direct, like right now for their comics, they use a different company. So I'm not sure how that's going to go down. I'm I'm hopeful they'll let Boom keep doing what they're doing because it's like very successful for them. So you know we'll see we'll see where it goes. But in in all of this stuff, like I think I'm mostly genuinely pretty. I'm hopeful that 
this leads to some cool stuff in the future of Power Rangers. We'll see how it goes. The Disney stuff was largely pretty good, except for one or two major exceptions. So it might be I mean, good we'll, for we'll, the. We'll find the show. out how it uh, how it turns out when we get to it in uh, in thirty years. Yeah, yeah. When we're when most of you have have most of you have died from nuclear radiation, we'll we'll still be in our bunker talking about Power Rangers. So, all right. Uh, this is episode. Nope. This is season three, episode twenty five. This is not a an di- episode. <laughs> a different shade of pink, part three. I thought uh, last. I thought last week was a different part of she. Shade of pink. Are you telling me there's even Whoa, more you fucked that one up bad. Sorry. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes words don't quite, you know, work so good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Yes. Yes. This is also a different p- shade of pink. A different How many from fucking the last pinks. Pink. Can there be? Yeah. There's there's so many different shades. <laughs> um. So Ooh. this is uh. It's, it's okay. <laughs> so uh. This we open on the command center, and. If you were so okay, real quick flashback. The last episode closed with um uh Tommy, yes, Tommy, Cat and Billy had just been told by um Rita that if they didn't turn over Cat that uh Rita and Zed would would drown fucking Ninja or in the sea of sorrow or whatever. Um and then we are oh, we open in the command center and I get that we are superheroes and like this is our secret hideout, but Kat already knows who all the superheroes are and also like her life is on the line. They didn't bother bringing her. She's just wherever at home, I guess. And it's not like Zordon's been particularly protective of letting other people into the command center in the past. Right. Like they, they've definitely said you need a, co- uh, a power coin to enter the command center. And then they've also brought lots and lots of small children into the they command center. They brought Lord Zed into the command center. And- <laughs> right. So that, that whole thing about needing a power coin is apparently what I'm going to call a lie. So like, <laughs> you wait, don't. Wait, 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 wait. If that were true, would Alpha have to have a power coin? Yes, yes, he's got the the robot Zord. I guess. <laughs> so, I don't know. so Alpha Alpha works on the opposite principle, where he needs a power coin to leave the command center. <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> or maybe it's like the fact that an elevator can lift Thor's hammer because it doesn't have a soul, so it doesn't like have to pass the test. So Alpha has a soul to me. <laughs> So Alpha's a robot. Haven't we we debated the, like, haven't we debated what happens to Alpha when the reckoning comes already? I don't know. I can't remember. But in any case, Alpha, uh, I don't know. That whole, we don't have to worry about it because the whole thing's a lie. They've brought tons of people who aren't rangers into the command center. Uh, They just don't do it this time for whatever reason. So they- Zordon's nothing if not inconsistent with his value system. (laughs) Right. That's that's true. And speaking of that, let's talk about this scene because the Rangers are are essentially saying like, "Listen, we have to get Ninja back. I know we can't give up Cat, but like Rocky points out, we wouldn't even be Power Rangers right now if, if not for for Ninja because Ninja restored their powers after they lost them." Um, also, also, Zordon says this is a dilemma unlike any we have ever encountered. No, I'm pretty sure you've had pretty much this exact problem before. Again, uh, Zordon has the fucking memory of a goldfish. Like, he can't remember shit that happened to him just five minutes ago because well, he's detached maybe, from maybe, time. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You remember the theory that 
Zordon is time weird. Perhaps yes, yes, this yes. is the first time this has happened to him. Okay, then, yes, it always could be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then he traveled back and did the other ones. <laughs> right, yeah, when you're dealing with fucking Merlin logic, who fucking knows? <laughs> right. Uh, more so, grid logic. Yes, exactly. So Tommy says, "We listen, we can't just let have them them have cat, but also we've got to figure out how to get uh Ninja back." Um so here's where Zordon gets shitty, uh as he always does in some fashion. In this in this case he just says like, "Hey, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You have to do it. You have to figure it out yourself." Adam even says, like, but we need your advice. You always tell us what to do, which, like, is largely true, even though a lot of Zordon's advice is bad. In this Skull case, Zordon... tell them to do things. It, yes. In this case, Zordon is just like, I'm not going to tell you to do shit. You got to figure out what your plan is, which is a really clutch time for Zordon to just tap out, I guess. <laughs> decide okay, he doesn't so, want to bother. So... There's 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 two ways to look at this. One is the charitable reads reading, and the other is the one I'm actually going to go with. <laughs> okay, uh, the, give me the charitable one the, first. Okay, the charitable reading is that this, Zordon is using this as a teaching moment, and again, like he he has this all planned out. He knows that the Rangers are going to do the right thing, but he wants them to to ensure that they learn to to you know make decisions, big important decisions on their own, because they're teenagers and they need to learn to you know make real adult decisions and yada 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 yada. Uh huh. Uh, the one I'm gonna go with is that Zordon doesn't actually give a shit. Straight up. <laughs> okay, I thought you were gonna say he doesn't know what the right thing is to do. I didn't think you were gonna say he literally doesn't care. That's well, that's I a- I mean, so this kind of ties back to previous things that we've speculated about the whole Ninjor situation. Like, if Zordon went and fucking stole the Power Rangers powers from Ninjor, like, yeah, what he he's only pretending to give a shit about Ninjor this entire time. In yeah. reality, he couldn't give less of a shit about the dude, and my, he's probably glad Zed and Rita have him because that keeps him out of his hair. My guess is Zordon is like, why do we give a shit about either of these two, like, you know, people? They've got the pink uh, power coin. That's the only thing that matters. Let's go get that back. Like, cause yeah, pa- I stole cause, that thing fair and square. Right, because fucking Zordon, like... I mean, we'll see it in this episode, but also in the power changeover, he doesn't really seem to give a shit who's got the powers as long as someone who is under him as an underling has them. So, like, I don't know why he would care about Cat or Ninja or anybody as long as he could get the pink power coin back. Like, yeah. Well, there's also there's an additional problem with this, like, on top of Zordon sort of abdicating his, his role as... As you quote know, unquote mentor. mentor, yeah, yeah, like he, what else does he do other than that? Yeah, he's ahead of the two. <laughs> that, that's a good point. Like, w- if you're not going to tell us what to do, then the fuck is your point? Like, why do we have you? <laughs> like, Elf at least can teleport shit around and do science. What's it's? But like, you're you are a you are a fucking vending machine Again. of sage advice, Zordon. That is that is what you are here for. Again, and I don't mean to be ableist. He doesn't have hands. <laughs> He literally can't do anything so else it's, it's other than tell them what to, to do. Try, to try and steer this away from a really insensitive statement, 
the the real problem is Zordon doesn't really physically exist. Like within the fiction <laughs> of the show, he is it's his consciousness being collected right. in this tube. Yes. Like he doesn't have a physical body and he doesn't have like mental powers or anything. Literally the only thing he can do is impart information. Right. Yeah. Like he doesn't sorry, it doesn't matter that he just doesn't have hands. He can't interact with the physical world, period. Like it doesn't matter in what fashion. Yeah, the, that's the, correct. The the theoretical wisdom, and I, I'm putting massive fucking air quotes <laughs> around wisdom, is like this is all he brings to the table. That's it. Right. Like, yeah. Totally. Why else? Like, because and again, like at least initially, theoretically, he was the person who was providing the superpowers and everything. Because you know, like they're called Zords because he's Zordon and he. At least at the time, it seemed that he made them. I know that we talked about how fucked up that is, but he didn't make those robots and he called them swords. That's not cool. Okay, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) Zordon is, like, just like any other white guy, fucking colonial. (laughs) Yeah. God. I still can't believe it. He fucking came in, stole something that didn't belong to him, and named it after himself. (laughs) He did do that. Theoretically, has some powers because, like, you know, like, because he kept zapping Tommy when his green powers were fading away, and so on and so forth. He but, was a like, wizard at one point. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, like Zordon just like telling us what we should do when we don't know how to do, being just being like a, a, a father figure we can turn to in our hour of need. Like that is the only purpose you serve, and if you are unwilling or able to serve that purpose. Like, I mean, we're not going to kick you out into the street because, I mean, you're in a tube, but, like, what else? Yeah, we're going to roll you. you. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, he he tells them, like, you guys need to figure it out yourself. We cut up to the moon. Uh, Rita is like, well, hubby dear, that conniving little kitty has finally going to come in handy, which, like, so, so that kind of leads me to my question. I know they're mad at Cat. I get that. But, like, if you have Ninja, aren't there, like, a lot of better things you could trade him for? Like, and, and clearly There's they're not going to really trade him. probably better things they could be doing with him. Like, if right, they were, but, like, weren't, didn't they have a plan, like, three episodes ago to use him to power some, like, new Zords or something? Right, right, which obviously that failed because they literally gave those Zords to their enemies. But, right, but, but, that but like, said, if they could like, do that, isn't he a fucking battery they could use for other stuff? Right, or trade him for an actual Power Ranger instead of just a person you're mad at. Like, trade him for Tommy. Right, him but again, Kimberly, this is, like again, this is a like Zordon being fucking useless. This is actually a consistent uh, character trait in that Rita and Zed both, but Rita in particular, are like <sighs> ruled by their emotions to a yeah, no, like, Rita especially yes. degree. Yeah. yeah, Rita doesn't. Rita just like. Rita doesn't have any attention span, and she only does what she's, like, mad at at that particular moment. Like, yes, that's accurate. Um, I do like this scene because, again, I always love it when Re- uh, Zed and Rita bicker over, a, like, I, a plan. I like, I like how this plan is, so far, going pretty well for them, and Zed picks this to be the time to complain about Rita's plans always falling apart. Yeah, like, all on the whole, like, since Rita, like recruited quote-unquote Catherine like the the villains have made gains yeah totally like they've they've also they've 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 taken some losses and uh, here and there but like 
They've got Ninjor. They've got the pink power coin. It's like, that's the best more than they had when they started. Yeah, that's the best situation they've been in a while. Well, well, here's the thing about Zed and Rita, and one of the reasons why I love them together so much, other than just their fun. Um, them competing to be the evilest, like, they've done almost more, like, for their cause together than either of them ever did separately. Because they're like, I want to prove how good I am at this. And therefore, like, outdo the other person. So even though it's in a, in a weird competition setting, they're, they're like really motivated to make their evil plans work really well, which is fun. Um, so yeah, they're like, uh, you know, don't forget, uh, uh, oh, okay, right. So they, they again reiterate that they're going to send Ninjor to the bottom of the sea of sorrow, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, then we cut to the hospital where uh, Kimberly is, and I gotta say something before we talk about this scene. The chemistry between Kat and uh, Kimberly in a scene that's just exposition is almost the best chemistry we've ever seen between two Power Rangers, and that's really sad because Kimberly leaves at the end of this episode. <laughs> but they work together really well, and and... Part of that might be that we don't actually get that many scenes that's just two rangers, like, talking to each other. Especially not anymore. I feel like we got more of that earlier. But um, in this scene, we get uh, Kimberly saying how sad she is that she's, like, cooped up. And she feels bad that she can't do um, gymnastics anymore. Because, again, she had, had decided she was going to give it up at the end of the last episode. Um, this is when Kat reveals that she was also going to go to the Pan Global Games, which, again, I guess you can't just say Olympics. That must be copyrighted because, uh, or trademarked rather, because, like, that's clearly the same thing. Um, but she says she was supposed to go to the Pan Global Games. Well, no, Games. see, Zach, the Olympics were a relic from the before times. <laughs> of course, yes. Um, and and Kimberly goes as a gymnast, and she says no as a diver. And she gives this tells a story about how she was supposed to bring Australia its first gold medal in a long time. Hang on, hang on. It's good. Go should be noted that when in Cat's flashback, she's wearing like a blue, like almost like sort of tie dye swimsuit. But in previous okay. episodes, she was wearing a pink swimsuit. That's true. I wonder is, why yeah, they made that change. This is a flashback to the same uh, to the same scene we've seen earlier, right? Except I not, except clearly not, mistake. but which is extra weird because it means they filmed it twice. And knowing Saban, why the fuck would you do that? Like that's crazy that you would film it twice. That would cost extra money. Um, but but before that flashback, I'm sorry, I don't mean to to pull us keep pulling us back, but I have to mention this. Cat is like, yeah, I almost uh, got gold for us, and and Kimberly is like, really? And then Catherine brought a fucking book of how awesome she is, scraps to the hospital to show Kimberly. Where did she get this? She got kidnapped by Rita, like to America. Did she bring it with her to Australia? Well, no. How how I how I have been establishing it in my mind is her and her family moved to Angel Grove, and then she got kidnapped. 
Yeah, I I thought the implication was she was already in the U.S. for something. Okay, when she okay, I I didn't yeah. get that. I I literally thought like somehow she got kidnapped from Australia, but also well, still had this so book. That would raise the question of why she's still here now that she's non brainwashed. When like presumably her family thinks she's like dead. Right. Well, she's clearly been from. she's clearly been calling in and talking to them. So clearly there's at the very least a cover story for why she's here. Right. So uh so at this point, yeah, she pulls out this book that's got scraps of how of how cool she is, essentially. Uh and shows it to Kimberly and and then she starts the flashback and she says, like I, I, I think the deal is this, essentially she was about to win the the uh Qualifiers. I think it was the, the qualifiers. qualifiers, right? Um, and she locked up because she she was about to be first in the qualifiers, and then she completely freaked out and like totally fucked up her last dive, and then didn't make uh into the in, into it at all. Um, which uh, you know, that's a pretty relatable thing to happen to somebody at least. Um, oh, she and she cracked her head on the board and went to the hospital. Like she didn't just sort of mess up. She, she really screwed it up. Um, and then Kimberly asks like, what did you try to get uh, next year? And Kat admits like, no. And in fact, now I'm like terrified of water basically. Like she really, she has PTSD. They don't say it that way. And they present it as like, yeah, and then I was scared about it. But like, to go from a champion diver to I cannot go near the water. I mean, she's been like ha- we've seen she's been having uncontrollable flashbacks to this event. Like that's right. trauma. It's clearly really bad, and yeah. she's sharing it with Kimberly. And again, I want to say like I know this is an exposition scene, but like they they really play against each other quite well. Um, and she hey, is. Do, go ahead. Do you remember back during uh, one of the earlier parts? Uh, when when they invited Catherine to go to the beach and she's like, no, thank you, I don't like the water. And you were like, ha get it, because she's a cat. I know, that's and what I, I thought like, it was, yeah. Yeah, but no, it turned out there was an actual thing. That's crazy that they actually had a reason, yeah, for sure. And then Kimberly is like, are you telling me this uh, to try to get me back on the balance beam? And Kat's like, uh, I just, you know, I'm not trying to push you, I just want you to think about it. Okay, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Thank you." And um, it's just a nice little scene between these two characters that I, I enjoyed. Um, cat leaves. We cut over to the gym and juice bar, um, and we've we've got man. Tommy looks like shit in this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like he's got white. Wow! He, look at his pants. Wow. He has like white bell bottoms with a brown belt on and then a gray shirt. It's bad. He is not a good it's outfit. It's a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bad look, yeah, but holy shit, dude. It's a bad outfit. I'm sorry. Just like you fucking say, Jason you, David Frank. Yeah, you could say Tommy's not well dressed in this episode. You had to take it to a really mean place. <laughs> I'm sorry. You made it sound like he hadn't showered in a week. No, and like his, well, his hair I, was everywhere. I mean, and his just hair like, looks, yeah, honestly, <laughs> he's, got his, a, he's got a five o'clock shadow. I, and honestly, his hair is never indoor. good on this show. But as far as his hair goes, it's been way worse than this. 
Uh, yeah, you know that that is accurate. Hey I, I kids, me Tommy the Green Ranger. <laughs> Sorry, the White Ranger. I mean, I mean white. I forgot what color powers I have. Uh, let, me, yeah. let me just put out my cigarette here, and I'll show you. Some Why did karate. Tommy turn into a Squidbillies character all of a sudden? <laughs> oh my God! Have any of you have have you all seen uh, the trailer for the new uh, the Karate Kid thing that's on YouTube? Oh, you mean the the show that should be called the Karate Adult? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so really quickly, the idea. No, I made a point of ignoring it at every opportunity. So, so Mike, that's totally fair. Except I watched the first episode, and it's pretty clever. Uh, they actually made Johnny the bad kid from Cobra Kai the uh, the 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 protagonist, but it starts with him like waking up in a drunken haze because uh, he he's still traumatized from losing a childhood karate match. Uh, and at some point he saves a little kid who gets beat up, uh, with using his karate and then becomes that kid's Mr. Miyagi, but he's still a bully. And now I'm imagining like drunk Tommy Oliver at 40, <laughs> who's like a washed up Power Ranger teaching a new kid how to do his best, uh, fucking 18 spin kicks in a row. And I want to <laughs> see that more than anything being in a, the world. Being a, a drunk because he can't get over losing a karate tournament as a kid is absolutely 40 year old Tommy Oliver. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. That totally oh. maps onto this character. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, they meet at the gym and juice bar. Uh, it's, um, sorry, it's Tommy and, uh, Rocky meet Cat. And Kat has called them there to, to, to talk about something. And essentially, she's decided, uh, which, it, so this is a little weird. She's decided she wants to be turned over. She, <laughs> she wants to be given up for Ninja. Um, now. Sorry, sorry. What? I just, when you said she wants to be turned over, I just yeah. had this mental image of her lying on the ground. Yeah. And Tommy and Rocky just turning her over. Yeah. With, with a big spatula. No, uh, she, she says, like, hey. You know, I know, I know it's technically been like this for a while, but boy, it just hit me like just this fucking ridiculous, like, I don't know what you'd call this, this poof, this pompadour thing going on on Rocky's head. Yeah, here. no, I noticed Rocky's hair specifically this episode, too. Like, it's just hit the point where, like, it, it you can't not look at it. It was definitely it's, it's a maybe style. half an inch away from being fucking Jim Carrey's haircut in Ace Ventura. Right, it was definitely, like, a, a big style at the time. I don't know what it's called, but it's it's essentially a pompadour, but instead of poofy at the front, it's flat. It's like a flat top that that, like curves back in on itself i don't i really don't know how to yeah it's not a great look but so cat says she i don't i don't mind the look it's yeah okay fair enough it's it's of a time it, it suits it's rocky terrible. yes that's fair i will agree with the, that 100%. the character that he does have it's yeah whatever that is. <laughs> yeah okay so she says hey um i want to be turned in and this is weird because it's a dumb call, but also they tell her no, which like it's her, it's kind of her decision. So it's a weird scene where they essentially tell her like, no, we're not going to do that. Even though she's decided that like, I feel bad about what happened. It's my fault. I want to set things right. 
Uh, and but also they're right. Like they totally see this double cross happening yeah. a mile away. Well, so that's what's interesting. And that's why I like it. Because in the Tommy says, I have an idea, basically. And in the next scene, so I, I want you all to think way back to when Goldar uh, kidnapped, well, no, okay, the, I the do, moon crew. So I do want to point out that Rocky is the one who responds to her, how dumb her plan is, which first of all, man, if Rocky's telling you your plan is dumb. <laughs> that's but, true. He's like, he, the way he literally he says does like. It, I love yeah. the way he does it. Cause he like waves his hand in front of her, hands in front of her. He's like, uh, Catherine, maybe you didn't hear Rita. Yeah. He's like a doy, like basically he he is very against this. And then oh man, this 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 is this is the right year for that. Like if 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 uh, if uh, if this wasn't you know more of a kid friendly show, he would just be like, well, fucking duh. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Earth so, to Catherine, wake the fuck up, my dude. So Tommy, um, <laughs> so Tommy says, I've got an idea, and and I want you all to think back uh, to like the first season. Um, when the moon crew kidnaps all the Power Rangers' parents and forces them to turn over their power coins right, in exchange yep. for the, the parents. And after they turn their coins over, Goldar says, we were never going to give you your parents back anyway. You should never have done this. That is the thing that happens. Yes, I someone, very much remember it. Someone it was- on the Power Rangers remembered that happened because... They bring this device that Tommy has to the exchange. I think I'm it's sorry, a device that, Billy, that has. Billy has. Billy has, sorry. To the exchange. And uh they there's this like fairly goofy like um uh uh hostage exchange situation between Tommy and Kat and Rita and uh Goldar and Rito. Um and he's like, okay, Kat, go on over uh or no, first he says put put Ninjor down. They put the bottle with Ninjor in it down. And then he says, All right, Kat, go over. And Kat starts walking over. And then Tommy yells now. And Billy uses this device to encase Kat in a in a um uh a force field so she cannot be grabbed. At which case Tommy picks up the uh the bottle. So they open it. I, I like that he specifically chucks it. Right. To, like, what, Rocky? To Rocky, yeah. Yeah. So Ninja is in here, and they're just like, okay, boing. <laughs> right. And they toss it to Rocky. Rocky opens it, and they realize it's empty because they actually learned they're never going to keep their side of the bargain. So we also have to cheat, basically. Like, both of these people came to this negotiation fully intending to fuck over the other team, which I know one of them's evil. I just like that the other one is good people who've been tricked enough that they were like, fuck it. <laughs> Essentially, like, I like this this exchange. It it shows that they were at least sort of paying attention. <laughs> um, so yeah, then we've got a, uh, a Tenga fight, um, which is made a little bit weirder by the fact that Rita is like standing there and has shown previously she can just murder everyone if she wanted so to. This is a this is a big episode for Rita, like forgetting she has agency. Yeah, like Rita is standing there, and we've previously seen the fact that her like lightning blasts can just kill any bo- any fucking body that she wants to, and instead she just watches as her minions fight people. Um, she, she's a literal witch with a giant magical staff, and you just she just kind of 
She spends a lot of this episode just standing so, there. Yeah. This whole scene is kind of interesting because it's a weird reversal of how things on these shows normally go. Because the Rangers come there with a tricky device to like cheat the other guys out of this exchange. Right. And then one of the mooks discovers and smashes the device to like solve the problem, which is normally then, how one of these episodes right. ends. This is basically the opposite of a G.I. Joe Cobra thing, where usually Cobra would bring something to trick them and then G.I. Joe would smash it. Like, that's essentially the opposite of what happens. So Atenga smashes this thing, and then Rito is able to grab uh, Kat, who, like, freezes and freaks out. Like, she can't And she just stands there. Yeah. She even says, like, what should I do? And she, she can't move. And uh, well, uh, she, Rito, she her arms have been constrained, and as we all know, that renders anyone completely helpless. Right. <laughs> so uh, Rito teleports off with her. I will note that then the whole like evil crew who's there assembles to taunt uh, the Rangers that they got Catherine, including Ninjor, who already left, which is weird, but you, you whatever, mean- I guess. <laughs> Or sorry, I'm not Ninja. Uh, Rito, Rito, who <laughs> already left. Like Rito grabbed Cat, teleported away, and then they all assembled to taunt the Rangers, including Rito. Okay, sure, fine. And uh, c- can I just say what a fan I am of these teleport animations? I like, know it, it's I great we, that they. Yeah, I think we ahead. remarked specifically on Rito's last week, which hasn't been aired yet, but it's really I've, good. I feel like it's fairly recent that everyone kind of all the bad guys like got their own Goldar Goldar's always had one like his whole sword with the fiery like effect yes. or whatever that's always been a Goldar like original. Rito's is really good. The whole like head and body teleport away separately like I really dig that animation. Um also then uh Tommy as and like listen i know that they always kind of infantilize is maybe too extreme but they always like tone down what a teenager would say uh in this case tommy says i can't believe they got away rats because he's fucking he's fucking charlie brown i guess like <laughs> I, what teenager I do, says I do rats love, like, i do love jason david frank's hangdog expression he gets when stuff doesn't work out it's like, just like he doesn't even say darn. It's like, like it's just yeah, yeah. No, he's too squeaky clean for that. Ah oh, shucks. Yeah, oh shucks. Uh but yeah, so if he's um, really, really upset, you might get a drat out of him. Yeah, he drat, Jesus. Uh yeah, Billy says, like, oh man, it's my fault. And Aisha's like, what? How? Like, no. Absolutely not. You mean for make, um, for not making your device unsmashable? Was that's that on the unsmashable, table? Yeah. So it's um, just like I should have kept a better eye on it. Right. It's like, dude, there was a fight. You were fighting like alien birds. Yeah. Remember how you happened? Remember how you're a ninja and you have to fight the the bad people? I mean, you did fine. Don't worry about it. Um. So yeah, let's take a uh, quick break and we will come right back. All right, welcome back. So at this point, uh, we are up at the moon. Uh, Rita is basically glowing. Zach, how did we get to the moon? <laughs> uh, the magic of editing. Woo! 
Right. What sort of yeah? What sort of editing technique did they use to get us there? Oh, we cut to the moon. <laughs> sorry, you. sorry, sorry. Um, we cut to the moon, uh, and at this point, uh, Rita is bragging about about the fact that they've gotten cat. Now, this is a good question. Oh, because oh wait, wait, wait. We cat yes. to the moon. No, that's not <laughs> anything. Um, so Zed says, "What are you going to do with her?" Now that you've got her, which is an excellent question and is kind of crazy that they hadn't figured that out already. Like, um, I mean, again, again, get, running on instinct here. I get they're mad at her, but like, so, so she, Rita basically says, I'm going to stuff her in the bottle with Ninjor, um, and then I'm going to send her to the bottom of the Sea of Sorrow with them. And Zed's like, all right, let's do it right now. And then this is crazy because Rita's like, like, well, we he have does to a wait. Dance. He's so eager to drown these two. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, eee! but Rita says the tide has to come in first before they can get washed out to sea. Now, I assume the Sea of Sorrow was like another evil dimension or like, like how they call like some of the, the big craters on the moon or Mars, like a sea. I didn't realize they actually meant. A for so real sea. You realize the reason they're called that is because they're big, like trenches that, if there were water, would have would form no, seas. I, right? I know. I'm just saying, like, apparently they're talking about like an actual sea with water and tides in it. Well, yeah. And, 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 so anyway, I don't, I don't understand your problem here. Like, that- uh, there's not a problem. I'm just surprised. I thought it was a metaphor for like. Zach, when has this dark show dimension. ever dealt in metaphor? Uh, the dark dimensions, the all the like evil dimensions. Is, it, they is have the dark are dimension called... not is the dark dimension not dark and a dimension? It's not really dark. It's pretty. F- it's fairly well lit. Like, well, anyway, it's well, not. Maybe important. the Sea of Sorrow is in a different dimension. Thank you but very much. But the portal to the Sea of Sorrow dimension well, so- is on dry land. <laughs> okay, so they have to wait for it to get washed out to the different dimension. Got it. So there is y- the the name is a misnomer though, because it's really more of a lake. <laughs> God damn it! We can't talk about the fucking Great Lakes for two episodes in a row. <laughs> that's, that's a weird topic. Okay, so um, at this point, uh, we cut down to the command center. Um, everyone is welcoming welcoming Kimberly back to the command center. Uh, she's like, I wish it was under better circumstances. And Tommy goes, forget that, Alpha, where's <laughs> Catherine? You know, the person I actually care about. <laughs> you know, the person who's not a Power Ranger, and therefore I kind of care. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm I, fine with that, because she is, at this point, like, an innocent civilian caught up in no, no. war. No, it, no, you're, you're totally right. I'm I'm just teasing, because, like... They're already pushing for Tommy to be into Cat, which I don't oh, mind, except for the fact that Kimberly is still there and they're still supposed to be dating. Um, so anyway, he, they, Tommy, or I'm sorry, Alpha's like, I don't know, I can't find her. Uh, sensors won't tell me anything. Um, wait, did we actually say that Cat got captured? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wasn't sure. Uh, so then we cut up to. I mean, let's 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 be real. It, if we miss a detail, and I know yeah. this is coming from me, 
is kind of okay. No, 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 that's fair. I don't so, think anyone, if we hadn't said she got captured, I don't know that anyone listening to this would be like, wait, wh- where's Kat? I don't yeah, understand wait, what happened go? here. Yeah, hang on, this plot hang on, is so complex. Hang on, hang on. Don't we mean she got cat? Feared. The yes. worst part. Yes, we do. Well, Thank you very much. The worst part was that she got, out she of got cap heard. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the worst part is that out of courtesy to our guest, I had to wait for the bad joke to be over. I couldn't just say no. Stop. <laughs> I had to wait. For I am. It. Listen, listen. I am gonna take every advantage I can get here. <laughs> Yes, so, by all means, please abuse your status. Oh, God. So, so first, so we cut to, okay. We've we seen, cut to, I love this. Yes. Uh, no, this is a great <laughs> so scene, good. but but I want to set up. We've seen, um, not necessarily in the Moon Palace, but under it or, or in dimensions attached to it. Yeah, I've seen Goldar's basement. Prisons, right. Like Goldar's pr- uh, basement has like uh, like force field jail cells in it. Um, for whatever reason, they stick Cat in, like, literally just an actual cell with bars on it, instead of, like, a magical force field or whatever. So Listen, she's those just- Those things are expensive, and Zed's trying to charge Serpentera up again. They need all the power they can get. <laughs> yeah. So she's stuck in a cave, presumably on the moon, though we don't really know. Uh, and Yeah, this and show a- really needs Chirons. <laughs> and in a, <laughs> in a shitty jail cell. And, uh- God, I know they're short-staffed, but Zed and Rita let fucking uh, Squat and Babu watch her, and they are playing Go Fish, and Cat <laughs> very nearly grabs the keys off of Squat's belt, but doesn't quite manage it, uh, because there's a guard shift, and Rito comes in to take over from- So, uh, I, so in the long shots of Squat, he's clearly wearing some sort of, like, scale male type thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, But yeah, in yeah, the yeah. close-ups, that is absolutely pajamas with, like, smiley faces or something on them. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder if they don't- if they, like, couldn't get the- the suit for that shot. It's definitely not the same clothes. So, I don't know. It's weird. Um- but so Rito comes in and replaces both Squat and Babu, and we know how bad Rito is. So like, so, yeah, that, that says, says a lot. Some, some stuff about Squat and Babu. Um, well, wait, what if what if because Squat and Babu are absolutely in the union, they have it in terms in their contract that they're a package deal? Okay, that makes sense. Rito Rito would be too dumb to like go sign up anyway, so I can get it. <laughs> Rito is probably staunchly anti-union. Oh, or that, yeah. Like he won't even take advantage of it when it's it's his butt on the line because he disagrees well, with it. Well, he is the boss's son, so Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, he gets preferential treatment. So Rito, Except he really doesn't. He just thinks he does. Yeah. Rito comes in and he says, okay, it's my shift. And then he immediately starts complaining about back pain. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Which, I, he's, he's got like a knot in his shoulder or something. Yeah, he says, know. must be a muscle spasm. Wait, I don't have muscles. Okay, so. Boy, howdy, does he belabor the point. He's like, do you get it? Do you fucking get Do you get it? Do you get it? Because I'm a skeleton? Yeah, do you get yeah, it? Do you get it? Do you get like it? Like it's a it? joke. It's not a joke. It's just a statement. Yeah, and, and then so Squatter Babu just sort of like no sell it and slowly walk away. So so here's my question. Um he says that yeah, my back hurts basically, my shoulders. Uh then he says I don't have muscles. I'm a skeleton. That's fine. We've covered that. 
what is hurting him? Like, what? How does Arthritis. he hurt? Okay, I guess. But yeah, like, his bones ache. I mean, <laughs> it's just I don't. It's about to rain. There's some. Well, yeah, there's some weather coming in. My bones. In. Yeah, his bones hurt. But well, okay, fine. Except for the fact that what happens next is. Oh yeah, no, it makes no sense. You're right. Cat is like, hey, I can fix it. Um, and I was a, I was, so I was really scared we were about to get a girl trying to seduce a skeleton. That's not what happens, <laughs> thankfully. I um, hadn't thought of that, but now that you bring it up, I want it. <laughs> yeah, we we don't want to see any of Rito trying to bone someone. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, shit. So she says, come here, I, I can help fix How your How did we get pain. this far without making a Rito boner joke? Be- well, because he's like the least sexualized character of all time. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not even, like, even Goldar, you could make jokes about, like, him and Scorpina. But Rito is like a child, basically. So, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's like, I, I can help you. Uh, and, and Rito's like, okay, sure. Uh, and he is fairly suspicious, but he's, well, he's over. Uh, he's skeptical, but I feel like he's not skeptical for the reasons he should be skeptical. Like, yeah, I don't get the fair. sense that he thinks she's up to anything. I think he just doesn't think she can help. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so she's, she, he moves over, um, and he, she starts giving him a massage, and it, it works. And that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like he's like, oh man, that feels great, and like you got all pair- these all this tension in your in your in your bones, in your here. bones, <laughs> yeah. And apparently, it feels so good. This that like, does he actually fall asleep, or does he just like lose his? his no, he, fall, he falls. He falls asleep. Okay, but before he falls asleep, he like loses his inhibitions to the point where there's this box over uh, on a pedestal. Which why the fuck you would keep this here? Who knows? But whatever. She's like, Cat's like, what's in the box? And he's like, oh, it's a Pink Ranger coin. Don't tell anybody I said that. Um, Because he's like in basically just in complete bliss, I guess. Because she's rubbing his yeah, bones. Well, so, so she found a pressure point and like by massaging it, she's putting him to sleep. Yeah, I can't. But <laughs> he's made of bones. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I get. I know it's Power Rangers, but why specifically mention? Yes, I do not Zach, have muscles. Zach, explicitly. you need to stop trying to think about this because it's impossible, and you're only hurting yourself here. Okay, fair enough. Um, hang also, on, hang Rita, good. I I just need to know: is there ever monster that is just skin? We, we've yes, Zed. Well, no, Zed is goddamn it. <laughs> Zed doesn't have skin. Zed's just muscles. We have asked that Cassidy. Is there a skin monster? Because there's a bone monster, a muscle monster, and I need to know if there's just a skin monster. I want, a, also, I want a monster that's nothing but exposed nerve. Uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. There is one. His name is Eye Guy. We've seen that guy before. Shit, you're kind of right. <laughs> but he's not a ner- walking nervous system, which is, no, I think, the key still. point. Um, uh, oh, uh, also, just no prizing this here. What if they can't use the energy cells 
because the power from there is being used to shield the pink power coin's energy signature. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Like it, it yeah. seems like a, it seems like a really similar effect. That's fair. So so in any case, she knocks him out by this massage and I'm sorry, but Rito sucks his thumb when he's sleeping. <laughs> yes, and he that's does. incredible. Like again, Rito's body like Rito's um suit acting is always very good. Uh so- which like I keep not looking up the suit actor, but I will. I promise they're they're quite good. So um, at some point during this, uh, there's a quick scene with Zed and Rita where Rita says she's going to go down and get Cat so they can shove her in the bottle and right. Uh, and then so Cat gets out. She grabs the coin from the box as um, Rita comes downstairs. Uh, we cut to the command center, and Alf is like, "Ooh, the pink power coin is in good hands." And what's so funny about this show is yeah, that- Yeah, State Farm has it. Right. So the phrase good hands generally just means like, you know, hands that we are, that we are, we trust. But in this show, like good and evil are like factually measurable. They're like elements, practically. Yeah, things. So like you can good-o-meter somebody. Um so they're like, oh shit, so because the Power Ranger is, or sorry, because the Power Coin is now in good hands, uh, Billy can realign the teleportation system, quote unquote, uh, and, uh, teleport Cat to the command center, but not before a hilarious dance around this tiny pedestal that used to have the Power Coin on it, where yeah, Rita. So- yeah, Rita comes down and sees Cat with the power coin and immediately forgets that she has a magical staff that can zap people. It's so goofy. Like, I know that it's, you know, I know it's Power Rangers. I know it's for kids. But they literally do the, like, trying to get around the table at someone dance. So the the extra ridiculous thing is this is a pedestal. Rita could right. reach across it and grab Cat by the like shirt collar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Um so at this point they teleport Cat out uh right before some some tangas come in and grab her. Yeah, that um, Rita finally remembers she can do stuff with her staff and her only thought is, "Oh, well, some just summon some bird people to grab her." Right. Um so they get her to the uh the command center. And uh, uh, just before that, I have looked up Rito's suit actor. He is called Danny Wayne Stallcup. Thank you very much. Stallcup is a pretty good name. Also, it reminds me of Stalfos from Zelda, which maybe because they're which are also men. skeleton things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Uh, so, so in any case, yeah. um, thank you. Uh, hang on. Uh, okay, he also did suit acting for Goldar. Oh, we wow. know who Goldar is. Same guy. Yeah. Elgar, this oh, weird Elgar, vampire. Yeah. Elgar from fucking Turbo. sucks. El- Elgar does suck, but go ahead. And Jindrax from Wild Force, which is like Jindrax this is, weird yeah, unicorn person. Yeah, Jin- Jindrax is is all right. That's so. That's interesting that it's that Goldar and Rito are the same because. I'm not like Goldar's suit acting is bad, but I definitely feel like Rito's is now, extra expressive. I don't know. I doubt that they're 
both the same at this point in time because they interact a lot. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, he has done Goldar. I don't know that he does Goldar normally. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so at this point, um, Kat is in the command center and she's never been here before because Kat's in the command center. Uh, this doesn't really work. No, not, not, doesn't work with the meter. Um, <laughs> so I'll workshop and get back to you. Sure. Kat's great. in the command center with the power coin. Yeah, there you go. Um, so she's never been there and she goes like, oh my god, what is this place? It's so magical and wonderful. And, and She sees the giant floating blue head in the tube and screams. And screams. <laughs> that is true, yes. But she's like, oh, this is it's cool and awesome and beautiful and not at all just totally like the fucking uh, set from Nick Arcade, but whatever. I, I love it. And Zordon is like, hi, I'm Zordon. What's up? Uh, I welcome you to our strategic command center. And, like, he really lays it on kind of thick, like, the, the pleasantries. Um, listen, listen, I like that he takes the time to say strategic command center. Listen, Has this has never the, been said before. This is the first time in ages Zordon's gotten a chance to interact with someone who doesn't already know he fucking sucks. And he <laughs> wants to take the most of it before she wises up. Zordon is trying to impress this lady. I'm just saying that right now. He's being a weirdo, and I don't appreciate it. Uh, so Cat is like, like Cat basically interrupts Zordon and is like, "Hold on, wait a second. <laughs> and then gives Kimberly, which you know, her skyrockets coin. her in my power rankings. Yes, gives Kimberly her coin back immediately. Um, and Billy's like, "Wait, how'd you get that?" And she's like, "I was in the right place at the right time." Yeah, also, like literally I, just kind of lucked into it. Also, I gave a skeleton monster a massage until he passed out. <laughs> like, yeah, basically. Um, so, uh, Kimberly is psyched. We cut up to the command center and Zed, or I'm sorry, to the moon and Zed is that's, yelling. That's at, also uh, a strategic command center. It is a, it's, it is also a command center. It's just, yeah, for a different team. Uh, Zed yells at Rita. Then we cut back down to the... Uh, so here's the th- weird thing about this episode. The conflict is done. Like, that's it. And we're at 13 minutes. But the moon crew does not appear again until... Or, or the, for the rest of this episode. There's a whole, like, seven minutes of wrap-up. Which is unusual for this show. I mean, I know they've been trying to really give Kimberly a good send-off... And they've actually done a fairly good job setting it up. But I'm still surprised there's this much left of the episode that is not anything to do with, like, the moon crew or fighting or anything like that. So, Well, you, you know what doesn't get resolved? What's that? Their threat to throw Ninja into the fucking sea. No, where is oh, he yeah. at the end of this episode? Uh, still still in the jar. Nobody rescued him. Yeah, they've still got Ninja. They've had Ninja for... Seven episodes, something like that, since the beginning. It's got to be more than that. Yeah, I mean, since like the changing of the Zord stuff started. Uh, no, since Ranger catastrophe. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight episodes. Uh, and and they just like they've all, they really don't seem that concerned, which is shitty. Like, but okay. Yeah, you'd think they'd at least be like they'd be doing preparations to mount a rescue or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. You would think so. Um, so, uh, Tommy and Kimberly are uh, standing in the park. I'm not sure where they are. They're, They're somewhere. I, uh, Zach, there's a sign literally right behind them explaining where they are. They're at the Angel Grove Community Pool. Oh, you're right. Thank you. Um, Notice Kimberly... that there is pee in this pool. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly and Tommy uh, are like, uh, are you sure she said to meet us here? Yeah, I thought she was afraid of the water. And then they look up on top of the high dive okay, platform. Zach, this makes it extra embarrassing for you that you didn't know where they were. I paused it briefly so that I could discuss where what was happening, and I forgot that's where they were. Shut up. Uh, so yeah, they're on top, or she's on top of the big high dive platform, uh, and they're like, "Wow, she must be- have gotten over her fear!" Hooray! And then she dives, um, and it's great. Also, I forgot how tall those things are, and this gave me gave me a little vertigo, and I don't like heights. <laughs> um, so uh, she gets out of the water and and talks to Tommy and um and and uh Kimberly, and Kimberly's like, "What made you you know change your mind and get back into diving?" And and Cat says, "You did. I had to do something to show you that you can overcome your fears." And Kimberly is is like okay, and Kat's like, "Come on, you know what you need to do." And then we cut to seeing Kimberly uh, perform gymnastics with her her coach, uh, and it's she's uh, so alive. She's yeah, she's not dead. Oh, yeah, we we do this every time. There's like a gymnastic sequence, but Eric, please put the music in. Yeah. You know, I give this show credit for just saying, you know what, like, you're leaving the show, this is a good part, uh, like, a main part of your character, just do some gymnastics for a while. I know it's not karate, but it's still physical activity, so go ahead and just do it. And uh, and everyone cheers her on at this thing, uh, which I don't know what she's doing, I guess she's competing, at, but this isn't obviously the actual like games that she was trying out for maybe this is the qualifier they don't really say um but in any case she gets a good score um and uh they cut to the gym and juice bar where before we do that before we do that i just want to point out i really like that they've gone with a different lighting style in this scene that's true it has like this soft lighting and she's kind of in silhouette uh, and, and there's, you know, some, some music playing, which we mentioned, uh, but it looks nice. Like, again, they did their best to make this kind of an event and give her like a reason to go out. And I think that's cool. Um, it's good but- to see them trying something different. 
Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, we, we cut to the gym and juice bar. Um, there's this big congratulations, Kim's thing set up. Uh, everyone, everyone hides, including the the guy they got to play her coach, which is just very funny to me. He's wearing um, he's wearing the brightest fucking shirt I've ever seen, which makes him just, hiding all the funnier to me. Yeah, dude just only owns orange polos. Uh, <laughs> it's an it's an orange you could see from space. Yes, it's like a safety orange polo. Uh, and skull are there, which I just point out because, like, okay, I'm sorry, what the fuck is skull wearing? Like, he's wearing a shirt, I guess. It's, like, kind of hard to see. It almost seems like he's naked. He's wearing like, he's wearing the shirt that Han Solo gets unfrozen from Carbonite in. Yeah, like, he's wearing the shirt, and then he's wearing another shirt, like, a unbuttoned button shirt over it. But it's, like, not even on him. It's, it's like, like he's, he's wearing two shirts, and they're both in tatters. Right. It's <laughs> like he's wearing rags. It's crazy. He's like, I don't think he even has any lines, but what he is wearing is no, insane. He, he doesn't He doesn't have any lines, but Bulk and Skull actually have a lot going on in this scene. Yeah, that's true. They're, <laughs> they're, they're kind of doing their own physical comedy thing while everyone else is talking. Um, Kimberly, uh, so... I like and don't like this because the first thing Kimberly does is hug Aisha. Well, okay, okay, well, okay. We got you skipped over a lot that happened. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So Kimberly walks in and she actually realizes that something's up right away because she sees Bulk doing a bad job of hiding because his his most of him is is sticking out from under the table. But also, when everyone jumps up and yells "surprise," there's like a beat, and then Bulk for some reason yells "supplies." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's doing. Is yeah, that a reference to UHF? I was gonna ask, like, when did UHF come out? In the in the eighties, I believe. I feel like it. I'm has gonna look this up. Almost. So yeah, so the the thing I want to mention about this is yeah, so obviously, so yeah, 1989 for UHF. So. Right. So yeah, when everyone jumps out or whatever, the Rangers all circle in to greet Kim, and meanwhile, Bulk and Skull are standing right at the front, like waving and everything and as the rangers all circle around kimberly to hug her or whatever like skull turns to bulk and kind of looks like uh wow it's just ignoring us huh what what the hell and then they kind of wander over to the edge of the thing or kind of hang in there like hey guys uh we're here too yeah 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 like they keep looking back and forth from each other to (laughs) kim and it's like it's weird that they though they've like basically officially said they're friends they still don't really like interact when they hang out it's bizarre they're just like there with friend status but they don't really do much together anyway whatever it's fine yeah, Kimberly, I mean, in fairness there's a shitload of people here that are probably yeah, just yeah. acquaintances there's a ton of people that we've never seen before for sure yeah um, that, like there's a surprise like for a surprise party for a main character like there's a lot of extras here. Like, it's kind of staggering. Well, the, they have to to fill out the cast. There's only, like, ten people on this show that have, like, physical forms that could be present in this scene. Yeah, for sure. That's true. So, um, here, here's what kind of bugs me about this. Uh, first she hugs uh, Aisha, which is great. Then she hugs uh, Tommy, which makes sense. And then... I guess. She has this, like really heartfelt thing with Kat where she's like thank you for everything you did for me 
and like, <laughs> you know, like pretend to be my cat and spy on right. me. Right, and and like, and like I get that cat helped her get over it and like was definitely like a friend at the end and and everything, but like that's the biggest emotional payoff we get between. Well, I guess she has a scene with Tommy, but like. Aisha, who's supposed to be her best friend, gets like nothing with Kimberly in this scene or in this episode, which really kind of bothers me a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, she's got to be used to getting nothing at this point. Uh, What are you talking about? Aisha's cat's best friend. Yeah, right. Yes, of course. She's she's always been cat's best friend. It's the (laughs) eternal cycle. Yeah, of course. Uh, Because they are all interchangeable. But. So, so actually, I'm kind of even wrong about that because after she talks about to, um, uh, Kat, then she has this like fairly long scene with her fucking bad German speaking <laughs> teacher <laughs> who, who showed up like have, two days ago. Right. And like, <laughs> who he's like, you're the finest athlete I've ever coached. And I want you to please move to, uh, to Florida. To train full time to be in the Pan Global Games. And I mean, she's... ignoring the fact that you're ostensibly still a minor and presumably can't make these sorts of decisions without approval from your parents. Right. Um, so then we get a cut to uh, the command center. Um, and this is, uh, you know, I like this scene. Zordon is like, hey, listen, you, you've got a great opportunity uh, and you, you've done, you've fought valiantly and like, but, but you're not required to do this forever, which Zordon has basically said that before when we got the power transfer, he said like, listen, uh, this is great. And uh, you guys are all superheroes, but like, I'm not forcing you to do this. You have the choice to quit whenever you want to. They kind of continue that, um, with this. He says the, the choice there, the, the opportunity that lies before you is m- too difficult for you to ignore. And then Kim is like, actually, I'm not going. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, what? Huh? Um, and she says, you know, yeah, I've dreamed about this forever. But when I became a Power Ranger, I promised to stand by you all. Um, but Tommy says, you also promised to be true to yourself. Um. And then Zordon, okay. Zordon is willing to let her go, which is great. Uh, and again, he's let the other Rangers go before. What's weirder about it this time to me is him like framing it as like training for being a Ranger. Like he's like, well, you know, the thing about this is when you come back later, you'll be a better Ranger. And I'm like, is that the only reason you're letting her go? Is like this weird like training situation? Because also she's not. I don't expect back. you to be. I don't expect you to be rangers forever. I'm gonna give you time off to train independently. Sometimes, right? Yeah, and also like spoilers, but Kimberly does not come back and become a Power Ranger. At least in the in the main show, um, she did maybe, in the comics. Maybe they were but... maybe they were leaving the door open for if Amy Jo Johnson did want to come back at some point. Oh, yeah. definitely. They 100% were just like, you know, we don't we don't want to like it's it's kind of the same thing they were doing with with Jason Zachentrini. They want to leave the the door open for them to eventually come back. And I mean, one of them did. Well, so uh I have a bit of trivia here. Apparently, Emmy Jo Johnson filmed three scenes as Kimberly 
contacting our Ranger pals to be used in later episodes, but they were never used. Oh, weird. That sucks. That would have been what? cool. So yeah, they like, filmed like, them in advance. Like, doing what? I don't know, just talking, I guess. Yeah, like, kind of like how there was some Tommy stuff when he was gone. Like, hey, I'm, I'm here at this weird lake or whatever. Uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but then they chose oh, yeah, not when, to when, use they, it. when he went to heaven, yeah. Yeah, when he went to weird Power Ranger <laughs> heaven. Um, <laughs> so, that's unfortunate. I mean, maybe it just didn't make sense to use it, but that that's kind of sucks that they didn't do that. Anyway, um, they convince her, like, listen, you should go do this. It's important for yourself. Uh, and she says, well, I do really want to go, but only if it's okay with all of you. And they all just say, essentially, like, don't give up your dreams for us. And it's very sweet. Um, and then it is revealed that actually Kimberly already asked Cat uh, if she would be the Pink Ranger if she decided to leave. Even though until this scene, she was like, no, I'm not going anywhere. So she says, "I she like, Cat teleports in. And she says, I already talked to Kat and Alpha about if she would replace me. <laughs> Zordon, if... I didn't include you in any of this. This right. isn't really a decision you have I any know. input in. I know. She didn't talk to anybody. She told Kat, hey, would you be a Power Ranger in my place if I change my mind later, basically? Like, well, what a weird... I, I sort of view it as she was always going to go, but she was just feeling guilty about it and wanted them to convince her. Like she was so, always going to go oh, no matter what. I could okay. see, I could see that. The other thing I could see is since Cat was the one really pushing her to do this, like at some point during their conversations about it, Kim- Kimberly kept saying, "But I can't, I can't abandon being a Power Ranger." And Cat was finally like, "Well, isn't there anybody you could like pass on the role to? Someone who's wearing pink at right this moment, for instance, and who like yeah. has already had experience with the coin, and you know knows Rita and Zed's whole deal, and." Been to the command center. Anybody? Yeah, exactly. Who already knows your secret. And yeah. as I understand Whose it, name that's usually what happens right before someone becomes a Power Ranger. <laughs> I, I just like I just like how the all it takes to become one of the most trusted people among the Power Rangers is to have been evil and fucked with them and then stop. Right. I, I think um I will say that I think Within the time they had, they did an okay job with Kat in terms of like, okay, she's broken the spell, and now she's immediately like trying to help Kat, uh, Kimberly get over her issues and like that stuff. Sure, I, it's, I just, it. it's just it's just insane all- how quickly they went from oh you you're one of our best friends and most trusted allies in right. like like ignoring the fact that she was previously brainwashed and evil like. You've known this lady for all of, like, three weeks. Right. And she was yeah, mind-controlled totally. for most of it, so, like, you've actually known the actual person for a day. Yeah, I mean, and 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 also, like, the last time they did this, it was, like, exchange students who still weren't even living there. It was, like, we, you guys seem cool, and you helped us save that baby that one time. <laughs> so right, I guess saving a baby Rangers. something only the most pure of heart would ever do. No one yeah. else would ever <laughs> save a baby. It, it definitely seems more like, well, who do we know? Like, it, it seems less like who is most qualified and more like who Which would... often it seems to be who did we meet recently? Right, right yeah. yeah. 
Which, to be fair, is how the original five were picked, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it's... In yeah. a way, consistent? <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because, like, in the, in the movie, which, like, in the, the recent movie... There, there's at least this thing where like Zordon's like puts a spell, quote unquote, on the coins and is like, find those who are worthy, which is nothing, but it's still somehow more than, I don't know, Alpha, just pull some people, like, <laughs> just grab some people, which is how, you're right, that's how they start and they don't ever get any better at it. So there you go. Um, so yeah, they, uh, Cat. I guess agreed. We don't get to see her being asked or agreeing to be a Power Ranger because that happened off screen. <laughs> um, uh, Kimberly says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Cat's gonna take my place." Uh, Zordon says, "Your bravery under extraordinary circumstances. Give me every confidence. You'll be fi- a fine addition to our team." Um, and you were Kat's- under an evil spell once. You no right. longer are. That makes you eminently qualified, as you can see by our leader. Right. Catherine well, she, and... Well, she right. broke it through sheer force of will. I think that's got to count for something. Yeah, I, you know, you're, you're right. I apologize. She is eminently more qualified than Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kat, or Kimberly and Cat Hug. Kimberly hands over the power coin, which, like, okay. I know this has been picked over, like, tons in in like the fandom or whatever why did they need a magic sword last time and this time she just gives it to her and that's it like okay i mean it's fine it doesn't really matter but it is a little weird i guess it was three people at once last time Maybe that's the difference. I don't know what's um, going didn't, on. Didn't they specifically use that in the pink miniseries? Yes, because in the episode with the Sword of Light where they transfer the powers, for some reason they use the phrase that it copies the powers. And and even though that's like not how they show it. And then in the pink miniseries comic, Kimberly uses uh, the sword to copy cat's powers so that she can also be the pink ranger so i thought i thought there was specifically a line in there something alluding to the fact that since she didn't like fully transfer the powers through this device or whatever she still had the ability to access she still had like residual powers because she didn't use the sword to transfer them right like she didn't she didn't Disc- she didn't disconnect from the morphine grid, and Alpha didn't right. have to go in and delete her account afterwards, so she could still right. again. Right, she still had a temp account that was in the server that they didn't remove after 30 days of inactivity. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so she hands his coin over. Cat, Cat's got the powers now, I guess. Um, does she have the touch? Uh, she got the touch. Uh, so they do say like. There is actually some some lip service given to like Adam's like wasn't she just under Rita's spell and uh Zordon's like well yes but you know it should be mostly gone that said a spell <laughs> no seriously for- that's yeah no yeah. I know you're right I'd forgotten until you mentioned that yes he says like a spell that powerful won't just go away so 
everyone has to keep like he tells the rest of the superhero team to fucking keep an eye open in case their new teammate goes evil again like now, yeah to be fair the last time they were through went through this with Tommy there were residual side effects they had to deal with yeah totally it, it's, yeah i don't think Zordon's saying like she'll she'll turn or anything i think he's just saying like i mean it's an ex- it's an excuse to for her to not get her own zord at first yeah. Okay. Like, so when that's it comes a, right down to it. So that's a good reason that you mentioned that because he said he says like, okay, so you're you're you need to listen to your new your fellow rangers as they guide and, you in the use of your yeah, new powers. And, and God willing, you'll pilot the crane zord someday. So, but for now, for now, you're just going to co-pilot the white zord with Tommy. Right. So 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 here's the thing. He says you get the pink shark cycle. Here you go. Great. We got that. Hopefully you'll be able to pilot the crane's zord, but for right now, like you said, you have to share the white shogun zord. So is there a plan to eventually go back to the ninja zords? Is that what they're hoping? Hang on, just going back for a second, because you skipped over the entrance of the shark cycle. Oh, yeah. It flips up in this ridiculously digital effect. It's a yeah, bad it's, CGI it's, effect. It's a, it's it a like, shark, you, you know? So it's like surfacing. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, I'm yes. Positive, but- I'm positive that's what they were going for. They did a terrible job with it, but I think that was the intent. It's, it's, Lexi, there's no, there's, no, there's no justifying this. There's none. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really bizarre. And, and I am HO. Uh, the... I don't... Zach, there's nothing humble about your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. But anyway, so, like, seriously, I guess they're saying that the Shogun Zords are, like, temporary and that they're eventually going to try to go back to the Ninja Zords because they want her to pilot the Crane Zord? I guess? But well, I think think more more the, the thing here is they don't have a sixth Zord to give her. Right. Is the whole thing that they don't have Ninjor, and that's why they can't do it, right? That's why they can't use the. Well, they Ninja don't have Ninjor, and they also don't have the Falcon Sword because. They oh, don't I have forgot. Ninja. Zed stole the Falcon Sword too. Okay, gotcha. Well, presumably uh, after she's in this like training period with where she pilots yeah, she- the White Shogun Sword with Tommy, she will use the Crane Sword alongside the other Shogun Swords. Well, but the crane sword's a the ninja sword. The crane sword doesn't work. It wouldn't idea. work. Yeah, it would just be a, yeah. like oh, a little. For some reason, Zed plane, having the basically. Falcon sword makes all the other swords just not function. Yeah, it's, just, it's question mark. It's anyway, weird. I really like that. Cat is a ranger intern right now. She's just yeah, she's, I, she's, well, she's just thing. she's job shadowing as a power ranger. Yeah, I kind of like that I, too. I, I did watch one episode further and just to see how Cat getting going started, and apparently her training amounts to okay. How did Zordon say? this worked and then she turns into a ninja and then that's basically it yeah i mean that 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 fits and here's the thing zordon's not qualified to tell her how to turn into a ninja so (laughs) yeah that's accurate so she so kimberly says i love you guys and then they do the big uh like all hands in power rangers jump up in the air Yeah, they jump up and yell power rangers and freeze frame like they do every time the team changes yeah i at least appreciate that that's a consistent thing i think they did a good job here i mean it's never going to be grading perfect. on a grading on a curve. Grading on a curve. They did a good job with transferring, uh, you know, to a new person. Um, they they 
I mean, more than the show tries in the in the future, they like set up a reason the person was leaving. They set up a new character in advance. They set up that they knew each other and were at least friendly. Like they again, none of it's I perfect, mean, but here's, they here's the thing. This isn't just good grading on a curve for like, you know, what we've experienced with Power Rangers. This like honestly, this is better than average just for a TV show doing this. Cause let me tell you, uh, I've talked about it before. I like when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of crime dramas and I have seen some oh. real rough cast yeah. change. We, we're uh, my, um, uh, my wife and I watch, uh, have watched all of criminal minds. Uh, and that is a, that is a show that changes the cast a lot and it's very bad at it. Like it just happens yeah. in an episode. It's, a, and, it's especially yeah. rough. And it's also something that happened with, I, I've talked before, I used to be a big fan of CSI. Like when the main dude changes, yeah. when, when like the primary star leaves and just the awkward replacement, cause like, it's never like one of the other cast members gets bumped up to the lead. No, they need to get a new, they need to get a new that's, star. That's, that's so, so true. Like, in, like, so like in CSI's case, like when William Peterson left, they tried to bring in Lawrence Fishburne and then it turned out like television just wasn't a good fit for him. And so they tried to bring in Ted Danson. Oh no. <laughs> I love Ted Danson, but that doesn't seem like a good fit. Um, Listen, let, I, I will say this. I also love Ted, Ted Danson, but he, he also he did CSI. He did CSI Cyber, and all I'm saying is, thank God the good place came along. Because <laughs> fuck. You, you know, it's funny that you mention that because now I'm thinking about it, and like, yeah, I, I mean, most of the times that there was a big, high-profile, like, main character change, or even one of the, the big, like, supporting cast – it doesn't usually work in like network TV. Not that I can think of. Like, yeah, I, there, there were there were a lot of. And again, I know I keep going back to the same example. Again, used to be a big CSI head. So many seasons began with one character offhandedly mentioning that another character was just gone forever. Right. You know, like there was one character who like came in for a single season, and like the 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 first episode of the following season was like, oh, she just got sick of this post and went back to St. Louis. Sure. The, yeah, fair enough. Maybe maybe one of the most well handled uh handoffs I can think of is also like the worst possible reason to have to do one, which was the fifth season of news radio. Like oh, that was yeah. the most necessary cast replacement because like one of their leads was murdered between seasons. Um yeah. and like their their yeah, way Phil, of Phil Hartman to John Lovitz, yeah. yeah. Their way of dealing with it at least was acknowledging this incredibly terrible thing happened um and having an episode that directly addressed it seemed to be a fairly personal thing and yeah. um like yeah hey uh, <laughs> just just sort of just sort of speaking of speaking of the the death of, of Phil Hartman and John Lovitz remember the time that like Andy Dick like cracked some jokes about yeah. Phil Hartman's death yeah. and Andy John Dick Lovitz the guy almost directly responsible for his death yes yeah God, like, here's the thing. I tend not to get, like, really excited about stuff that happens with celebrities. Like, that's not really my bag. But, God, I love so much that John Lovitz beat the shit out of Andy Dick. Andy that's, Dick I is love such it a so much. garbage human being. That's one of those stories where, like, I thought it was not true for a long time. Because nothing, like, against John Lovitz, but, like, the idea of John Lovitz beating anyone up seems a little weird. Okay, but you have to consider it was Andy Dick. Yeah, and yeah, that's then the it only came reason out that, credible. like, no, like, a whole bar full of people saw it happen. 
And I was like, okay, all right, fair enough. I wonder I'm, what the energy was like in that bar. Yeah, that's a good question. What a weird thing. It had to be it had to be like a schoolyard fight. People had to be cheering. How I mean, you, yeah, like, I Andy Dick getting beat up does seem like a cheer-worthy event, so yeah. I, I genuinely don't know how I would react if I saw a celebrity fist fight between t- like I don't know what I would do. Uh, it, that's a weird situation to be in. I mean, when we're getting into weird nostalgia and bad TV shows we used to watch, do you remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Okay, 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 uh, hold yes. on. I do need to clarify, News Radio is not among that. That show is amazing. Well, yeah, no, no, News Radio is good, but, like, I, I was, we were talking about, like, yeah. like, crime dramas and stuff earlier. Yeah, no, totally. So, anyway, um, I, I think this is a pretty good send-off. Um, then at the, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, get the, um, the credits, the credits, yeah. the credits scene is just, it's just footage of Kimberly doing her, uh, gymnastics training from like it's, two episodes yeah, ago it's, it's the stuff they use in the montage but delivered at a pace that is like processable by the human brain <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah just a little slower it's kind of nice and and i know this is this is ex- this is attributing more artfulness to power rangers than it ever deserves or attempts to do but it is kind of nice that Kimberly's arc is sort of bookended. The first thing we ever saw her do was doing gymnastics on like a balance beam, and it's also the last thing we ever see. I, her do. I mean, you with well, no, nothing else. They definitely did a. They kept. They had a fairly good reason with the character that they gave her for 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 this to go. So I mean, yeah, it like it actually kind of completes an arc that the character had. I just, I just really like that. Like at the end of this, um, you know, whole event to like send her off, they didn't end with like a outtakes type thing like they normally do of like a botched scene or an extended thing or whatever. It's just, hey, here's some here's some shots of Kim doing her thing because you know she's gone now, so. Let's just take a few minutes to appreciate her, or a few seconds, I guess. Yeah, and I'll say uh, also, again, in case, even if you don't read the comics, but if you like Kimberly, uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers pink miniseries uh, basically picks up right after this, for like after the paying global games for Kimberly and shows what happens after after that for her, and I really like it. It's probably the best comics thing that they've done so far is that so if you're interested in that you should check it out uh and i think that's it for the episode uh now i don't again i've already asked for uh some i've been out of questions for a little while i've already asked for them i'll ask again if you have uh, a question or a comment or anything you want us to talk about send it to us at teens with tood on twitter Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, and teenswithtude at gmail.com is our uh, email address. Um, now, that said, uh, someone, I'm sorry, uh, Victor Perfecto on Twitter. No, I'm sorry, it's not Victor Perfecto. He does send us stuff sometimes, but that's not who sent it to, to us this time. Greg from Pop Arena sent us this. Uh, Hello, Greg. From, yes, from a Fox Kids Club magazine in the 90s. Uh, it is God, a, I miss a, 90s kids magazines. Yeah, we were talking about this. If um, I'll try to put it up on the Twitter, but it like if you ever read like a it, Nickelodeon, it, is, it has already been posted uh, on the Facebook group uh, yeah. by Greg. Um, you can also find it on his Twitter. Uh, yeah. at Pop Arena. Uh, is it Pop underscore Arena? Yeah, Pop underscore yes. Arena. Um, uh, but if you ever read a Nickelodeon magazine or Disney Adventures or any of those magazines. 
uh, aimed at kids in in that era, you will know exactly this. what this page looks like. Basically, the format, the crazy, like insane typeface, all that stuff, uh, just directly designed to appeal to kids. And this is a page uh, as kind of a send off for Kimberly of. Uh, Aisha and Kimberly bargain hunting at the mall. So which we, the, it's specifically at a thrift store. Yes, the, it's the challenge was they were each given twenty dollars to us to put together an ensemble at a thrift store, and like I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm just thinking, oh my god. I bet this is how the wardrobe department actually worked at Saban. <laughs> yes. Each actor was given twenty dollars and like an hour at a thrift store. Because, like, the thing is, there are pictures in this from them shopping that are not from any episode of the television program. So, like, someone took this. This was, oh, this was part a PR, of yeah, PR photo PR shoot. Power Rangers uh, <laughs> photo shoot, and like, th- there. Yeah, this is this is it's just pictures of Karen Ashley and and, and Amy Jo Johnson in character in a fucking thrift store. So I th- and I think can't... he's skipping over some of the fantastically nineties language in this. Yeah. So oh, I was, yeah, I was yeah, gonna say it. I was gonna say we can't just read this thing top to bottom, but I wanted to call out a handful of things. Go for it, Lexi. Um. So they. Oh, technically, this is Fashion Corner. Yes. Yes. yes fashion Corner. Um. F- first of all, they say you can be a power shopper and they capitalize power and shopper like it's a Power Rangers thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I hate them for that. But they also say um, that we gave them each $20 and told them to find the most. Now, this is all one word with a bunch of hyphens. Drop dead, cool, funky, fresh, out of this world, more phenomenal ensembles. And then in parentheses, yeah. inform you that ensembles is French. Yeah, <laughs> great, cool. And boy, did they... So here's the thing about this. Um, I do want to point out that boy, did they is also a direct quote. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, also, to be clear, obviously this is 93, 94 and everything, but I've been to a lot of, um, I've been to a fair number of thrift stores. Uh, this, Aisha bought pants for 99 cents. I would not <laughs> trust 99 cent pants. She bought dollar pants, which is... <laughs> this is a thrift store in the early 90s, you know? I, I mean, like, I get it. I'm I just, can buy it. I can believe well, it. Well, I'm just saying no. that the, the only other 99 cent item is Kimberly's socks, no. and I wouldn't buy a pair of pants that cost as much as a pair Yeah, of no, socks. Mike, I'm not no, surprised no, she found those. <laughs> I'm surprised she wore them. <laughs> now, no, Zach, she didn't buy pants. She bought hot pants, which are shorts. But, okay, that's a fair point. They are not full pants. They are hot pants. Yeah, which is there's, there's less cents. pants, and that makes it cheaper. And, right, uh, yeah, that's how fashion works. Also, I want to point out that neither of uh, their pairs of shoes are included. So they cheated, is basically what I'm saying. This is some bullshit. Yeah, shoes are, not- ab- <laughs> shoes are 100% absolutely part of an ensemble. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's quickly go over this because Ensemble. because I want to uh, talk about Aisha and Kimberly's contrasting shopping styles. Uh, 
Kimberly bought a hat that was $3, a baby doll dress that was 11 a bike short, a pair of bike shorts that were $2.49, and a pair of socks on sale for $0.99 cents for a total of $18. Yeah, bike shorts that you cannot see because she is also wearing the dress. Right, no. but that's a that's a, that's a a consistent <laughs> thing we've seen with her. She wears shorts that's under the true. dress because she's doing kicks and flips yep. and stuff like yeah, that. And yep. you can't, you don't want that. Uh, so total It's of, just that I like that you can't see them, but they still like label it with an arrow. Yeah. It's like, just trust us, the shorts are there. $18.84. Now, Kimberly's style is to, she basically spent all, like, more than half of her total on the dress. Because she was just like, fuck it, I'll cover all of this other stuff up with this. Yeah, she said yes to the dress. Yes, she, god damn it. Aisha uh, bought a choker for $1.49. A a rainbow choker. Specifically, a a rainbow choker. That's true. That's actually a good point, considering that we know that Aisha has a girlfriend, uh, she has a yellow halter top she bought for $3, a pair of sunglasses that in this scan, I can't tell at all. $3. She's got uh, $3, yeah. For three bucks. They're, they're hanging off the collar of her, her shirt. Yeah, oh, they're, I see yeah, they're, now. They're, uh, okay. they're accessories. She's, she's indoors in the shoot, I assume. She's not going to yeah, be wearing I them. S- I see them now. A lace-up top for $6 over the halter top. Oh, I do want to point out that the sunglasses are yellow lenses. Of course they are. Uh, oh, they're also still wearing their Power Rangers colors in case that w- you couldn't figure that out. But yes, uh, a pair of hot pants for 99 cents and a pair of thigh high stockings for $3.99, which she mentioned. So each of these things say says either on sale or thrift store under it, except for the thigh high stockings for $4, uh, which also which says department store. So I guess that one she couldn't find. At the thrift Listen, store, you got, you got to splurge on the thigh highs. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, like yeah. she had, she had the money for them. She figured, well, I got everything else. I can yeah. just buy these. And she spends nineteen dollars and ninety cents. So Aisha has, I, gen- I would argue, a more complete ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, as and she a- also got like right up against the 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 twenty dollar total. Uh, it's been a long time since I've, time since I've seen it, but does, does this mean that she technically won Supermarket Sweep? Here? I think she spent. I yeah. I I think she spent more of her budget and got more stuff, and I think she wins. And I think Aisha is a better shopper than Kimberly. Uh, which you know, sorry, TV show that keep tell keeps telling us that Kimberly loves to shop, even though you never show it to us. Well, that's why Kimberly's <laughs> leaving because she lost the challenge. She got kicked out of the oh, island. This, right. This was. <laughs> I've, I've been disgraced. Yeah, this was an elimination match, I need to go back to the mountains Zach. to train. <laughs> I see. This loser, loser, loser leaves town. Loser leaves town, Matt. <laughs> and she has to go now. I gotcha. That's the real reason Kimberly's leaving. Also, also the, the show lets us know in tiny print at the very bottom that the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers hunt for more than bargains. Weekdays and Saturdays on Fox Kids. So at this oh, point, God. it was still airing six days a week. Yep, yep, yep. So I'll miss uh, I'll miss Kimberly. Um, I mean, it's a bummer. She's a great. She's a fun actress. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, we all we all miss Kimberly. Yeah, but these are actually good outfits. I like them. <laughs> yeah, they do look nice. That is completely accurate. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually kind of excited. Like in much the same way, I was you know kind of excited when we got the last cast changeover. Because, like, I, I barely interacted with Power Rangers in any way before we started this podcast. Like, I'm one of the many folks. Like, we keep lamenting, oh, they keep trying to bring Mighty Morphin back because it's all people remember. Well, I mean, I was one of those people where it's all I remembered. I don't know anything about Cat. So I'm 
kind of excited to see where this goes because, like, I have no preconceived notions of this character. Honestly, Cat seems pretty fun so far. So, so who knows? I mean, maybe I'll really dig her. Yeah, for sure. That that is certainly possible. Um, I know that she sticks around through uh, through Zio, so at least one full season. Um, and yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just sad to lose, uh, we've, so we've only got Billy left in terms of original Rangers. Um, yeah. And obviously, and I mean, and I mean, some folks will argue Tommy, but like one, he was added halfway through the first season or like a little ways through quarter of the way through. I don't know. He wasn't there at the start. And also like, you kind of have to treat Tommy as an outlier because he never leaves. Right. Yes. He's going to be back in 25 years. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely got youngest child syndrome when it comes to being Power Ranger. Yeah. So, (laughs) so it's a, it's, um, you know, a brave new era. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't wait to spend several more years just noticing just how increasingly just bored David Yost is and just fucking done with this shit. Because here's the thing, like, we were talking about how kind of done Amy Jo Johnson was, you know, in, in the times leading up until, like, the changeover actually started happening and she realized she was finally going to get out of here. David Yost has been phoning it in for kind of a while now. Yeah, well, he also hasn't been, be given, for a long time. been given as much to do, but I'm, yes. I'm, I'm going to so give the guy props. Like, apparently, working there abs- as it was apparently pretty miserable for him, but he managed to milk a paycheck out of this job for a really long time while putting in oh, minimal yeah, effort. Listen, this is, that's not disparaging, you know, his, his talents as an actor or anything. Like I get it. Like he was, these were shitty working conditions, but the end result is that like in the end product, like it's very obvious that he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. So that's fair. So, uh, yeah, but that's, I, Oh, I just wanted I just want to take a moment. Like we've talked a lot about how great Amy Jo Johnson is on the show, like legitimately, like getting out of couching it in for a kid's show or compared to the other actors, like she does some genuinely good acting on this show. Yeah. And I'm really glad that she got to be such a defining like female role model for people our age. Like she seems like a genuinely great person. Um, she's legitimately very good at what she does. She kicks ass. Like we've yes, seen it does. repeatedly on the show and like we've seen like her gymnastics talents and stuff like that's actual talent she's got. Um, yeah. and like she never really was, um, like but really never played up her looks like normally you would for like major female characters on a show even a kid's show um not yeah that's like, the thing is she talks she's talked about fashion and shopping but there's never any like you know well, that's the thing like she's looked good she's had some great outfits but it's always been in the sense of just like owning her look like it's never been about oh look how pretty and conventionally attractive this person is she just got to be herself yeah i uh i we've kind of hinted at this before but i think at some point in the future we are going to have to like um, you know, start doing some bonus content on like watching some other shows and movies where Power Rangers actors ended up. And, yeah, we'll have to do and, some. And, and she's certainly not the only one. Like, like I said, we still need to probably check out Space Cases for uh, Walter Jones at some point. Yeah, but like, the main motivating factor behind that is Amy Jo Johnson does have a really successful career after this. Yeah. So. so cool. So yeah, that's yeah. I, do it for I, this I, I, I know you. There's no way she listens to the show because that would be insane. But Amy Jo Johnson, thank you so much. 
Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. We'll miss you. Yeah, if, and if, we if it wasn't it. if it wasn't played out to the point where even I would find it annoying, I'd start singing "Time of Your Life." <laughs> so there you yeah, go. I feel really bad. I don't have a song for this one. I tried. Ah. I really was thinking, and I couldn't come up with anything. It'll be all right. So that's it for the episode. Um, yeah. And although I, I, I do like I, I do like I do appreciate this, Lexi. That like, yeah, we're not we're not ending this with a goodbye. We're ending this with a thank you. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, speaking of thank yous, Cassidy, thank you for being on. Well, thank uh, you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, would you like to plug your podcast? Uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I asked him okay, to I will. I will. take I will. a sip of a drink, expecting you would do it. You kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> That's what Go I'm ahead. here for. Cassidy, Till the end thank of the week. you. So, yes... <laughs> Yes, I, uh, me and Frankie, uh, previous guest of Teenagers with Attitude, are watching Leverage, the TV show where bad guys make the best good guys. You may have heard my, um, dulcet tones previously on advertisements. Uh, you can catch us on Let's Steal a Podcast on iTunes at audioentropy.com. Now, thanks for letting us join. Absolutely. at Let's Steal Cast on Twitter with two S's. Sweet. Uh, yeah, oh, it's a fun yeah. show. Um, I, I got introduced to it through, uh, to leverage through my wife who, who told me it's like a team. And I was like, okay. So I started watching it that way. Um, yeah. the and basic plot guys- of every episode is basically these criminals run a con on these rich assholes and get money to people who've been screwed over by them which is yeah. very good it's timely also <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so check that out um and also i wanted to say thank you to eric for editing our podcast and thank you to thank you eric mitchell. yes thank you thank you to mitchell for doing our theme song uh and if you'd like you well you know if you'd like but also really you should Go check out all our other podcasts on audioentropy.com. Uh, oh, can I can I plug a non-podcast thing? Yes, you may. Uh, hey, our uh, our weekly, most of the time, uh, tabletop game is in full swing again. Silver Pines is up and running. Uh, as of this recording, we've done one episode, and we're gearing up to do a second one in a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's just it's uh, Luke, who's uh, who's on this show a lot, uh, one, of, one of the regulars. Uh, he DMs a uh, uh, a game that's sort of a send up of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure mixed with the Persona series. It's kind of wacky. We're in a small Colorado silver mining town. No, 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 no. it's pronounced okay. wacky. <laughs> wacky. Uh, our um. Uh, well, now I lost my train of thought. Our characters <laughs> work at a TV station, and then we get monsters, and it's 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 really weird and fun. It's uh, it's it's Luke. It's it's me. It's uh, Molly and Ashley from uh, from Totally Reprise along with Julie from Digital Moncast and Transmission Radio, uh, and uh, my girlfriend Emily from this show, and Warren Beast, and, uh, and Pursuit of Passion. And just it's, it's all of us just having a fun time playing a role-playing game on a, on a stream. Uh, we're making more effort because we are like we're streaming on YouTube instead of Twitch this time around so that the archive is more stable. Uh, but we're also making more of an effort to actually include like visual elements. Like We were going to do Roll20, but like that kind of petered out a little bit but we're still gonna like do things like put our character sheets up on the screen and stuff so you, like there's something to look at but like yeah if you just want to listen to us play a tabletop game and and goof around for two hours like hey 
Silver Pines. Uh, go to the uh, Audio Entropy YouTube channel and check that out. Yeah, it's very good. I've been. I've watched the first episode. It's very good. Uh, Lexi, do you have anything you want to plug? As a matter of fact, I do. Um, okay. Speaking of Emily from this podcast, uh, she and I recorded a whole bunch of uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution footage a while back that I'm finally getting back to editing. Um, a new episode was released as of this recording. Um, it should have been updating steadily for the past couple of weeks by the time you hear this. Um, that is also over at youtube.com slash audioentropy. Um, so yeah, check that out. Um, I'm currently trying to burn through all the episodes we recorded back in like January before I came out to anyone. So hopefully I can get all those episodes. Yeah. Quickly. I actually, I guess I should say this. Uh, we started a persona five playthrough and it was called Jojo's bizarre adventure. Now, We've continued to play that, but uh, I don't have a name for it yet, and I've kind of been sitting on a bunch of episodes because I'm not sure uh, how to rebrand it or what to put it up as. Um, I will figure that out, and I will tweet it out, and uh, because I'm just sitting on a ton of them, if you are interested in me and Lexi's uh, Persona 5 podcast, uh, follow the Teenagers with Attitude Twitter, and I will... I will put out instructions for where to find that, and I'm probably gonna just dump like 20 hours of content. <laughs> so that's just so that's, that's my uh, my bad. That's a uh, lot of video. I don't blame anyone for saying, "Holy shit, that's too much." Um, I no, I don't expect you to watch it all, but I would really urge you to check it out because I no, both of yeah. these LPs have been a blast for me to record. Um, I yeah, think totally, some Th- genuinely great content in them. I I apologize for not doing a better job with that, but if you are interested, I will get it up there for people to check out. So that's it, uh, I think. And come back next week, and we will enter a new era of Power Rangers, and then that will be the status quo for like eight episodes, and then another crazy change happens. So like we've got some momentum here. Uh, so come back next time. Um, until then, fourteen years with attitude. I've been Zach. I've been Lexi. I've been Mike. And I've been your guest for today, Cassidy. And may the power protect you always. Kimberly, thanks to you, the legacy is in good hands. I cannot thank you enough for everything you have done as a Power Ranger. I don't know what to say. You guys are the most amazing friends I have ever had. Most of all, I'm just going to miss us being together.